Listen, all I'm saying is the thing spins way too fast. You paid a shit ton of money to refinish these DVDs, but it's like, it cut me. All right. Okay. The last time I took an army of the dead out of there. Yeah, but it's you want it at the maximum setting because then we can clean more of these things in a day. I don't want to do this for a month and a half. Okay, but if you wear down the actual DVD, it has fewer viewings, right? Because a DVD fine, can dude. only be watched like what ten times, and then it wears out. Where are the gloves? I sold. I sold the gloves, dude. Yeah. You sold the gloves. Remember previous yeah. established bits, Dan. There, there are, are no, no cleaning supplies cleaning and gloves. Does he have, he's probably fucking huffing spray paint again. Oh, I've been huffing. I've been hitting the can. You guys want to? You guys want to pull? No, no. I'm, All right, working, I'm gonna do. You one. know, I'm working through some stuff. Dan, will you answer the phone, please? Oh shit! Is that what that is? Yes. Jesus. Uh, I'm gonna turn this thing up a little quicker. Hey, five day rentals here. Uh, how can I help you, ma'am or sir? <laughs> yeah, I've got a little bit of an issue. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. My general manager's here. Let me put you on speaker, and we can uh, figure this out together. Well, I hope so. Okay, sir. How can we? How can we uh, be of, of assistance to you? Well, I have a bit of an issue with one of the DVDs that I rented from you. Big butt uh, call girls ninety seven. I had the family well, sitting well, around just, watching it, and sir, the can, disc- you, can, can you just please say adult film, sir? You don't have to give us the title. Well, I just wanted to be specific for you. Dan, for my records, I need just him to Just in case repeat. you had any. Yes. Thank you. For, for insurance purposes, I need to take this down. So, okay, please continue. I figured continue. it would be important. Yes. And Over, maybe you dude. can track that. Maybe you had some previous issues with this particular film. Sorry, It's Kron. overdue in the system. It'll Kron, be it's overdue? Yeah, it's going to be a, at a dollar onto his account. Oh, oh sir. Whoa, oh, oh is this what this... Another? I, I'm trying to explain why it's overdue. <laughs> Late. We're sitting around watching this cinematic masterpiece when suddenly it shoots out of the DVD player and slices my whole family in two. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, hardcore. I mean, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait. Um, I mean, how was that? Uh, all awesome. right. Awesome. Dumb, dumb my whole question. Dead now. Oh, so they're I mean, dead. Of okay, this that's what I was going to ask. Disc that you Did rented they? me. I was talking to another customer, sir. That wasn't directed at you. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, that's suspicious. That's, that's very suspicious, sir. Okay. Um, well, what I tell you, I tell you, sir, we can go ahead and wipe that late fee if you get that in before we close today. Well, that's what I'm trying to explain. I can't get it into you because it's flown through the air and now it's gone. Hey, I just uh, I put a couple more movies under this guy's account, so... Yeah, he seems real. This is a fucking money cow right here. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Hey, don't erase the late fee. Just keep it on there. Yeah. As a matter of fact, let's open up fake accounts under his family's oh, name. That's true. Sir, for my records, you I'm going to need... realize I can hear all of you at the moment. Can you? Oh, can you not hear understand that? I put it on this phone almost doesn't ever work. So this is, you've caught us at a, a good time. I guess we've caught you at a bad time. Sir, for my records, what's your, um? could you... Name each member of your family. No. I'm just gonna, why why do you need days. to know their, my family's name? Uh, there's my wife, Susie. Okay, same last name? Yes. 
Okay, so I, I put her first name in as wife and last name is Caller. So okay. wait, wait, hold on. What was her maiden name? Caller. Caller. Konchowski. Just nice. caller is easier to spit type. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's so many what letters I, in that guys, other name. What I do is I just flip their last name for their first name and their first name for their last name. They I already got the name. It's yeah, that's how caller. we double Move up. Move on, what, dude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm starting to understand why this DVD was defective. Just I from th- our interaction on the phone here. Yeah. Tony. I think so, it has something to do with that new fucking buffer you bought, Kron. I think it. it's cool, dude. When did the, you, the when buffer did you come in and up? rent, sir? This would have been six days ago. Six days. Quick ago. math on this guy. Um, six days ago. It's probably with that new shipment that we just got in. Because on this week, five day rentals, we're doing Dark Angel from 1990. Welcome back, everybody, to the Five Day Rentals Podcast. We are the video store podcast where each week we take turns picking a flick that we think meets a fun non-genre category. This round's category is Invasions, and this week's pick is Dark Angel from 1999, directed by Craig R. Bexley. uh, A man with some merit around this podcast, I would say. Um... I'm Laundry Dan. I'll be taking you through this flick tonight. Uh, as always, I'm here with my um, two fantastic best friends and co-hosts, Bones and Cron. How are you guys? I got Good. beef out the gate, oh, Dan. Fuck, here we go. Cron, say hello before I start my beef. Hey, it's me, Cron, lovable bad boy on the podcast. Yeah, All right. Anyway. Dan, you are fully aware of my problems with my addiction issues. My ongoing struggle. With porn or? With heroin. Heroin, okay. With heroin. All right. And you bring this. You couldn't wait a category before you brought heroin back to the show. Boy, I bet your skin was red from all the itching you were doing during this uh, masterpiece. I will tell you that my chest is fucking sore because I've been trying that new approach of administering it through my sternum. I thought you were doing the toe thing. No, I lost that job. Who gives a shit? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say, did you even uh, make it through this episode, or this movie, or did you just end up falling asleep several times? It took me 18 times to watch this thing. I had kept having to leave the house. I was trying to watch it while I drove around the neighborhood looking for my dealer, but... Oh, that's everybody. Yeah. yeah. That Tubi interface on the phone, it's a little... Wonky. Yeah. Hey, Tubi, can we have a subscription so I can download them and watch them at work? Anyway, we're going into a lot of other stuff. Uh we're not the only three on the podcast tonight guys we got a fucking special guest coming all the way in from the south it is chris from the movie psycho podcast welcome dude thanks for joining us well thanks for having me on gentlemen it's an honor to be on your distinguished podcast oh 
Oh, top of the line. Um, we got some awards around here. I don't know where they went. That's a lie. It's a big <laughs> lie. Uh, Chris, uh, tell us where they can find you out there. Tell the listeners um, where they can get all your shit, man. Well, I am on all of the major podcasting services under the Movie Psycho podcast. You can also find me on Instagram at the Movie Psycho. I've got a Twitter at Psycho Movie. I've also got a... Um, I also have a web address, the mic, the moviepsycho.com. You can listen to previous episodes and get in touch with me through that. And mostly I just do new reviews the best I can. Just just me. I don't go on epic journeys like y'all do for two hours. I can't do it. My ADD won't allow it. But I just try to make it as entertaining as possible. Sort of like a fast food version of a podcast. So you can get what you need out of it and move on with your life. I, it, I think you're doing it correct, man. You're keeping well, your sanity. It. You're watching at least good modern stuff. Well, um, I don't know about good, but modern well, stuff. <laughs> hey, I was I did want to uh, touch base on you about Banshees because I yes. don't think the other two have watched it. I did listen to your Banshees oh, yeah. app. Um, seems like you and I share a lot of the same sentiment. So did you enjoy it? Uh, very much so. Yes, that I'm was really looking one forward of the better to movies of the year. Watch, yeah. Yes. Um, big in Bruges fan. I almost annoy these two with how much I love in Bruges. So. <laughs> I seem to remember, and maybe one of you all does, maybe a TV show or a movie or something where they talk about in Bruges and they always say that's the, the film geek movie. Someone, some film Greek always brings up that movie and they all kind of roll their eyes. I can't remember if it was a TV hmm. show or not. I could research it, but that yeah. would take effort and I don't want to do all that stuff. I do yeah. think it, it's got a little bit of that goodwill huntingness where it's like the dude bro who likes a sensitive movie. Like in Bruges is kind of the I'm dealing with depression and suicidal thoughts, you know, but let me put on Taken 2. I kind of put it in that same category as like Brick. Ryan, uh, what's his name's first film? Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. Rain Johnson. Yeah. Do you know Rain Wilson changed his name? Yes, to yeah, protest. I saw that today. Yeah, That's awesome. <laughs> what do you change it to? It's literally know. like rainstorm, uh, Heat. winter blast Wilson or something. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll look it up real quick while Dan fluffs. Well, pull your pants back up, <laughs> Jesus. We're not wearing pants on this thing. Anyway, Chris. Um, Hey, dude, I love your fucking show, dude, because it's 30 minutes. You get in, you get out. You're watching all the newer releases. I know what I need to go watch and what I don't. And then I said, this guy's going to have a massive problem because we go for seven hours. So, <laughs> But I do like your show, man. I appreciate it. Like I said, it's you get in spoiler free and hey, can't beat that. Well, I appreciate I appreciate the kind words. I've enjoyed listening to your show to catch up after I got your email about coming on. And uh, I really dig what y'all do and all the side trips you take on this journey through whatever movie you're going to talk about. <laughs> and I believe with Dark Angel, we're going to go on some paths. Oh, the path of the fucking righteous. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, Kron. The Office star Rain Wilson changes name to Rainfall Heat Wave Extreme Winter Wilson. In protest of, of climate change. Cool. Very now, cool. Now, we will be paying to change your name. <laughs> okay. You, 
Put the check in the mail, dude. To Cron, big oil wouldn't lie to me, <laughs> Howard. Yeah. Cron, I can't believe we're only in season one, Howard. I say that every episode anyway, so. <laughs> I, I don't sure. have anything clever. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> You'll get there. All right, guys. Uh, yeah, the movie tonight is Dark Angel from 1990, directed by Craig R. Bexley. Uh, was this a first watch for everybody? Or Yes. I think I had seen like maybe 10 minutes of this. I think I told you last episode that I had come across this for some other category we had. So, but the other 80 minutes were new. <laughs> Well, I hate to <laughs> age myself, but I actually saw this when it came out. <laughs> awesome. In wow. the theaters, I think. I had a roommate in college. He was a big Dolph Lundgren fan, so we had to go watch it. That was yeah. the, the last time I ever watched it before now. <laughs> so it was like watching it all over again. So you got the theater real fucking theatrical, <laughs> baby. That's was it a Was it a packed house? Do you remember? <laughs> oh, Lord. I do not believe it was a packed house. <laughs> Did he drag you to every Dolph film, though? For a while, I remember we went and saw, I can't remember, was The Punisher before this one or after this one? I think before, right? Okay. It was 87? Because 85 is Rocky. Yeah. Well, he was a big Marvel fan, and The Punisher came out, and that was his favorite character, so we had to go see that movie. And it was nothing like whatever comic book said. <laughs> All I did was sit there and laugh. He'd be like, shut up. I was like, this is so stupid. <laughs> I've never seen that, the original Punisher one with him in it. It's the, it's. I shouldn't have said that. This is the follow up to the Punisher. Dark okay. Angel? Yeah. Because he, he's in A View to a Kill in a very small role because he was dating Grace Jones at the time. The Bond movie? Yep. And then, right. bam, same year, Rocky Four. I mean, what a hell of a premiere. Yeah. Right? And then Masters of the Universe. <laughs> and then a few stinkers. And then Punisher, <laughs> Dark Angel. And then he kind of dies. His, his, his end is probably 93. Because he does Universal Soldier and Showdown in say. Little Tokyo, 91, 92. And then, if you remember him in uh, Johnny Mononic, he's uh, oh, yeah. the street preacher. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Is that the but, black and white version? Yeah, or? you you haven't seen it if you haven't watched the black and white. I haven't. Version, then, I guess I haven't seen it then. Take it off your letterboxed. <clears throat> he's fun in this man, Dolph. I feel he knows what movies he's in for sure. Like, I think him and Brian Ben Ben. Oh, Ben Ben. They is, know exactly what they're doing in this movie. <laughs> ben some ben. some of that has to be Baxley, though, right? Because I, you know, he he did Stone Cold, so uh, and so, Action so, Jackson. Yeah, yeah. The the guy knows how to capture the tone he's going for. <laughs> I do you think he's just like the the coffee like addicted? scientist in this like is that <laughs> see that was the best character I, it should have been Dolph Lundgren and the coffee addicted scientist going through the whole movie <laughs> Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> then people would still be speaking of this movie to this day 
they would all agree on whatever title it is. I come in peace, Dark Angel. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure if that was the case, Criterion would have put the disc out by now. <laughs> There's still time, okay? Still got time. You think this should be on Criterion? That's a good clue given out by Kron, So No, I said if, <laughs> if they had teamed him up with that cracked out scientist, then, then we would have had the Criterion disc. Bexley's a stunt guy, man. He came from uh, Walter Hill. He worked with uh, Spielberg. He worked with a whole bunch of them. McTiernan? McTiernan. Hell yeah. So, fuck yeah. <laughs> He's also an author, if you guys want to check out his books. They're available on his website. What are the titles? Does he print uh, them out and then send them to you? <laughs> I like a PDF. <laughs> He's got a... Uh, Don't oh, share this. <laughs> What's, what's that guy's name? That Copyright. Fateful Findings. Neil Breen? Yeah, he's he's operating <laughs> like Breen does. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, a whole different that. level right there. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a new one coming out. Breen? Just, really? Yeah, he just put out like an announcement video and said that he's not going to share a trailer because he doesn't want to give anything away. <laughs> doesn't have one. Did you see? He wants us out? all to enjoy it as we watch it. Yep. Did you to live the experience of his filmmaking skills. He put out like that eight hour long thing that was like the art of screen making or some shit like that. Yeah. That's the one where he filmed it on his couch, right? He was just sitting there on the couch reading out of a book or something, right? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> guy's having guys... a blast. Guy's having a fucking time of his it. life. I know it. And I get up every morning and go to a real job. What the hell was I thinking? Yeah. Hey, so did Breen until he started cranking those movies out. <laughs> until he went insane. <laughs> Dreams never die, okay? <laughs> nice. Breen never dies. <laughs> He's an alien. We don't know. Well, all right, guys. Um, are we ready to jump into plot, or does anybody have anything else? I mean, I know nobody wants to give away any of their uh, rate my letterbox stuff. Uh, Chris, do you have letterboxed? I do not have letterboxed. All right. So we do rate my letterboxed at the end of each episode. I'm sure you heard, which is a one to or a half star to a five star. So anywhere right. in there. But we'll cover that once. Uh, once we run through this uh, this uh, intriguing plot. <laughs> now, yeah, guys, you ready? This fucker's dense, dude. I hope you're ready. I know it. Oh, well, I'm Dan, a man of detail. Dan is halfway through one and grabbed three more beers. So. <laughs> <laughs> this will be his his the Phantom episode. Mm-hmm. However, guys, it's. It's how I Din- concentrate. However dense the plot is, it's going to take him a good long while to find his way through it. So, Well, knowing that Chris is an expert on this, he's old school with it. He can jump in and fill in for us if need be. <laughs> if need be. I'm here for you. <laughs> I guess whenever they did the theatrical run uh, and you were remembering it fondly, were you like, oh, they totally changed this part of the movie. This, oh, this- no. I don't remember 15 that. 15 seconds longer in the theater. I just remember that they changed the title. And I didn't remember until y'all said, oh, let's let's watch Dark Angel. I said, like, what the hell is that with Dolph Lundgren? I think I would know that one. 
And then as soon as I started watching, I was like, oh, I come in peace. I've seen this movie. <laughs> but after watching it, and I'm glad we're on this together, because if I'd have done this by myself, I'd lost with this plot. But I am convinced that there is a four-hour Zack Snyder cut somewhere in this movie that connects all of the plot lines together. Put it in black and white, and Bones will watch it. Get it on Tubi. <laughs> I'd have to get COVID again. I was going to say, I'm sure you remembered those strippers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've oh, seen yeah. so many strippers in my life. I <laughs> They all start to run together after a while. <laughs> I don't know. I think you'd remember her. She's got some, she's pretty proud of what she's got. Yes. She, she's a very talented actress. <laughs> so proud we go back twice. Yep. <laughs> Let's do it, Dan. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, Dark Angel from the year 1990, which this podcast cannot seem to get out of. Um, directed by Craig R. Bexley. This is his second movie featured on the Five Day Reynolds podcast. The machoest movie you could ever think of and that we'll ever cover. Stone Cold is out there. Go fucking listen to it and watch it. God damn it. Um, we open up with Paramount. I believe they probably purchased this after because no major studio was signed on to this. We open up with a, um, a rich gentleman driving through the streets of Houston at night, trying to put a CD in his car. And for our younger listeners, cars <laughs> used to have CD players. Fancy cars back in 1990. <laughs> $70,000 yep. cars. That's right, baby. In fact, um, my wife bought her car and had it for a week before she realized it didn't have a CD player. Did she try to like, well, yeah, there's a little, it's a weird GM design. It's got a little contour, and she thought that that was a CD player. She was like, I just assumed that's what it was. I was like, it's at the wrong angle. It's like a 45 degree. So she was not happy with that. And now you'll never get that Chumbawamba CD back. <laughs> <laughs> Will you recover from that? That is the question. Well, it's a bummer to only now have three, but... <laughs> It's fine. I mean, Shad, I, I thought you had one signed. One signed, uh-huh. one unopened. All right. And then the other one is the one I play. And then I, so I take that and I get it rebuffed at the store every time. Mean, that's what I was rebuffing when I cut myself. Oh, very nice. I lied well, and said it was Dark Angel, but it's. I think if you, if you lost that specific CD, Tub though. Thumping. Yeah, it's kind of like it would be okay because if you take the message to heart. You got it'll, knocked it'll down, but you'll get up again. Yeah, I tried then, earlier. I couldn't. I couldn't piece together how to make it work. You had so many bathroom beers that you'd be pissing the night away. Yeah. Well, I, no, I didn't have any beers. I had a whiskey drink. I had <laughs> oh, a vodka drink. drink. Then a lager drink. <laughs> a cider drink. I think so. Yeah. Who the Sounds fuck? I couldn't remember who the it. Fuck is drinking that in one evening. Chumble, of course you're going to fall down. Yeah, dude. <laughs> fucking party animals. I mean, just because you can't hang with Chumbawamba, yeah. don't judge everybody else. If I ever was at a bar and I ordered a fucking whiskey and then I was like, give me a cider, you guys should slap the shit out of me. No, Whis- no. We whiskey would call you a legend. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dan's doing the full Chumbawamba, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Oh fuck! Oh, that sounds disgusting. That sh- they should have a Chumbawamba club. 
mm-hmm. at any reputable like bar, you know? <laughs> Did we just start the new uh, oh, challenge? Oh, fuck yeah. Next time I go to Applebee's, I'm recommending this. <laughs> but like, yo, it's been a thing for years. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? You get a free app if you finish it. That's uh, right. Get my free boneless wings. Bloomin' Shit. onion for the table and a Chumbawamba for me, ma'am. <laughs> The full jumbo one. Hey, boneless wings are only a dollar with any purchase of a, a quality up. burger. Jesus so, Christ. God damn it! I was wondering if that was still running. I appreciate you letting me know. I'll, I'll, I'll keep it alive. Our CD starts to skip here, gentlemen, and all of a sudden it shoots out of the fucking CD player, almost uh, taking a limb off this guy. Seventy thousand dollars for this car, <laughs> this piece of shit CD player. Isn't he listening to, like, Hark the Herald Angels? Yes. (laughs) It does say in the subtitles what's playing. (laughs) I think they picked that. He got busted out. (laughs) They had to have picked that exclusively for, like, this song is in public domain. Yeah. And we don't have to pay for it. Free song. We will put that on there. And then they have the whole Christmas motif through the whole movie that never really has anything to do with the movie. It feels slapped on. Yeah. Yeah. Like they did that in Lethal Weapon, so let's put it in this movie. They mark it down as a Christmas movie. I'll show it this next it month. Is. With your it is. It is a Christmas movie. Uh, as he's trying to load the CD back into the stereo, uh, he almost hits a big rig, and this causes him to lose control of his car and stall out in a Christmas tree cell lot. Merry fucking Christmas. Takes him a good quarter mile to break. <laughs> he And he goes in there pretty... Far. Easily. Well, far, and it's just like, somebody's pushing that car, I think. <laughs> hey, Dolph, push this. <laughs> uh, he starts uh, hearing some strange noises. He gets out. He starts hearing some strange noises overhead. And all of a sudden, he starts running away from the car. The car explodes. Um, in my notes, I have a number one. Um, I thought it would be a funny running gag to count the exploding cars in this movie, but then it just got out of fucking hand, and I could not keep up. I thought you were just doing explosions, and I was going to say, I can't wait till we get to number 115 at the end of the movie. (laughs) I was going to do cars, and then I was... I don't know how many people are thrown through fucking windows, too, because there's probably about 25. It's a Baxley trademark, I guess. It is. And we get two grocery store shootouts, gentlemen. Yes. Not just one. Yes. Well, the free song that they put in the guy's car, they use that money for the explosives in the oh, special yeah. effects department. Fuck, yeah. Well, oh, money half, well spent. Money half, well spent. Half the budget has to be explosions. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm not signing on. It, <laughs> Oh, I mean, yeah, they only the got, half they only got Ben Ben because he took back in points. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is like 60%. Back in Ben Ben, they called him. <laughs> it's got to be 60% explosions and then probably 20% went to Lundgren. And then, I don't know. Uh, yeah, renting those exotic cars and mm-hmm. yep. somebody went to Joseph A. Bank for all the white boys suits. Did they go bankrupt? Is that is Joseph A. Banks? Joseph still a, a bankrupt? <laughs> you know that that was had, had had to be joked. That was the headline at the meeting. Yeah. Well, it happened. Our biggest fear. <laughs> we went bankrupt. 
Joseph All right, guys. Bankrupt. That We're going to the... go in here, and you know they're, they're going to make the joke. So <laughs> you're just going to have to take it. <laughs> Heads it high, the, boys. It was smile, the, boys. Smile and sign the forms. It was the subject line of the email the CFO sent out. <laughs> <laughs> they changed it to the trial name. It's like, really? It's All not right. funny anymore. <laughs> We've heard it enough. Uh, he gets up to inspect this giant hole in the earth. Uh, a giant man with white eyes and white hair emerges and says, I come in peace. Uh, we cut to our opening title credits here. Someone is breaking into a building. We got the classic action movie of uh, breaking into building stuff here going on. We got uh, into the duct work. We got him torching a gate down, cutting back and forth to some uh, to another officer inside the building. Uh, he pages for a Sergeant Hopkins to join or to or pages him to room J38, which I guess is an evidence room. Sergeant, we cut to Sergeant Hawkins walking through and hearing his page and going to the room. Don't know why. I'm we glad you that. got that room number <laughs> detail down. I know it. Those J38. are some good notes. <laughs> um, he. Shows up to J38, doesn't see anybody. All of a sudden, a man appears holding a badass switchblade and throws it right in through his, to his chest. Establishing the movie's physics that the sternum is made of baloney, <laughs> apparently. Uh, you know, maybe he wasn't the best cop. Maybe that's why he was at... This is a warehouse, apparently, not the police station. Well, it's a federal warehouse, right? The Fed's yeah. holding area. Well, and to Bones's point, that doesn't change his physical makeup in any way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he still has ribs and shit inside of him. Kron, would you rather fight an FBI agent or a cop? Regular cop. I, well. Depends on their what? sternum. That question goes to everybody. <laughs> yeah. Also, what's their job? Are they like the receptionist? Because I could accountant, probably take. FBI. Yeah, I could probably take. I could take a accountant. Beat cop, NYPD. Who are you fighting? No, dude. The beats in the name, in. bro. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. I've I seen Silence it... of the Lambs. I know that those those Fed trainees are doing boxing and jujitsu and shit. That's just to get in, dude. Yeah, it's that thing where you stand in the middle while a crowd of people beat you with <laughs> batons. <laughs> exactly. You think. Uh, Sterling is worth a shit nowadays? No, not after the whole Hannibal Lecter thing. She's a shit after that. She went to a desk job. That drama that she went to? Someone clearly never saw Hannibal. Yeah. Was she in Hannibal? Yeah. Well, she's just played by Julianne Moore. Yeah, it's the same character. No, it's a different character. She doubles down, dude. She goes like (laughs) even more badass. She starts driving a Mustang and wearing tank tops and shit. That's right. She She leans leans into into it. it. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I guess I never realized that Don't worry, it'll be on this podcast <laughs> Hannibal? <laughs> oh, Hell for sure yeah, dude For sure Yeah Also Ray Liotta Getting his head taken off mm-hmm. And having his brain served to him That's that's a podcast right there Cardell Cardell <laughs> You guys are into some weird movies, man Dan, uh, this week I bought the three pack. It's Manhunter, Silence of the Lambs, and Hannibal. It's How all much you need. was that? Beautiful. How like fifteen bucks, dude? They threw in it, Hannibal, to be honest. It, if, they they had not, units. if they had not included it, I would not have bought it. 
I got L.A. Confidential, The Green Knight, and Carrie for like 20 bucks. Chris, you a physical media guy? Not anymore. Yeah, I'm the same way. These guys, this is all my wife's stuff. This isn't. Dude, keep going. You're not going to find it I don't own anything. I don't own anything. We're going to have to fucking send it to you. One day when you want to watch Hannibal and it's not on streaming anymore. You're right. That's what I keep hearing. Bummer. But if I buy every movie I like, (laughs) I'm going to need a FBI warehouse to store it all in. All right. So back to this plan. If you're going to hijack somebody's clothes, should you pierce it and leave what could potentially be a bloody stain on the front? No, he just takes the name tag. He does? Yeah. That whole Oh, shit. I thought he took his... Are are we allowed to dissect the scenes as we go, or are we going to do it later on? No, no. You're free to do whatever you want. Oh, okay. Because this whole whole opening with the whatever they're doing in this federal building makes absolutely no sense, and it's right at the beginning of the movie, and nothing is explaining the rest of the movie. But... Like I said, how did how did they decide that Hawkins was the guy to call? Have they been following this guy around and they know what he's in in charge of in the department? He's the most generic looking <laughs> officer. So, and then okay. the one guy notices his name badge, picks up a phone and calls somebody, but nothing ever happens after he that. lets him leave. Yeah. Also, why not just go out the way you came in with the drugs? Yeah. Right. Leave a rope and fucking. <laughs> no one did see you come in, no, so you can just the whole, toss the thing up there. It's the whole reason you need the name tag, dude, so you can just waltz <laughs> out of there. The officer <laughs> that called the page, I think, is an insider. I think that was yes. the point. What if okay. you had... If you say so, <laughs> I didn't get he that because he's, he's with him when they leave. So he is a he cop? Him. No, he no, was just he was pretending to be there. a cop. Pretending. I, the guy that because pitched. the rest of the movie he's working with the white boys. No, the guy who makes the page is a white boy. The guy right. that is paged is an actual cop. Right. Another white boy takes his badge and the heroin, and then they walk out together. Well, yeah, but how do they know which cop to call to go to that room? Hawkins was probably one a wannabe white boy, and they were like, "I think I'm gonna take, but we'll use him for this." Yeah. What if what if this movie was Dark Angel 2 and Dark Angel 1 was just a serious like crime thriller that explained all this Hawkins stuff? I you told know, you it's in that 4-hour Snyder Cup somewhere. You guys laugh but this was the inspiration for Heat, so shit. Uh the man takes Hopkins' name tag and steals a fuck ton of uh I wrote cocaine but it actually is heroin. Oh, and do. apparently they stole 500k <laughs> as well. Uh, we cut the two officers checking out through the evidence clerk. Uh, the other officer is the one that paged Hopkins. The evidence clerk notices that the name tag and the person wearing it do not match and makes a call as the two leave. But yes, this goes nowhere. And uh, also, they- I don't mean to jump in like this. I'm sorry, it. fellas. But. When they walk in, they have the briefcase with the heroin, and then he's got the backpack that I'm sure you're going to explain in a minute. And they give the guy behind the counter the briefcase with the heroin in it, and then they leave. And then later on, they got a briefcase with the heroin in it. Oh, I think he checks it, right? I'm guessing he's just like, 
Yeah, I think yeah, he, he looks checking it. it out. Yeah. Just like, yeah, I thought he was checking like, it in. Big party tonight? No, I think they're like... Oh, they were taking it out. Okay, I think they're yeah. like moving it. Like, okay. You know, out of the warehouse to some other cop storage facility or something. Okay, fair enough. Then I must have misread the scene because I thought, okay, why are they giving it to him when they just stole it? You got to bring that makes the more sense. old heroin up to the front. You know what I mean? You don't want <laughs> it right, to I got expire, you. so... If they're if you're bringing in new heroin, you got to get that old heroin out. Right, you want the old stuff out of stock. Get that on the streets, you know. Yeah, we gotta. Well, you gotta you... rot. You gotta rotate it so it stays fresh. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, heroin's you... gotta breathe. It's gotta be. You can't. You don't want stale heroin. No. Mm. That's not Do doing you... anybody any good. You ask your dealer like, when was this shit made? Like October. Well, most reputable dealers, they have a sell by date on the bag mm-hmm. oh. so if you go and it doesn't have it on there just go to someone else and they'll waste te- your money and they'll tell you that it's the store that makes that decision it's not an fda thing right like it's it's just an internal thing for them you still have a good seven to ten days afterwards exactly right. you're telling good me that customer service is not approved by the fda not yet hmm. i mean Soon. Still working. Working through now, it. If this was 1917, you, we probably would be. Oh, it was in Coca-Cola. Well, hey, man. We exactly. Just, I got recreational pot now, dude. It's a gateway. <laughs> Blaze up, boys. 20, 2030. Yeah, we'll have heroin, psilocybin, all that shit. And that's Crime. when us in the South will rise again. <laughs> Spray paint. <laughs> we will take this country over. Oh, dude, you can You're coming for our heroin. You can just spray paint at the Home Depot, Dan. They don't even ask questions. Unless you come in, you got that silver ring around your mouth. I mean, (laughs) don't go in like an idiot, but. Well, you got to sneak in through the roof vent. (laughs) You got to page somebody from Lowe's. You know what I mean? You got to steal their red. You got to page Hawkins. (laughs) Steal their red vest. Walk out with a box cutter flipping around. I walk in with my own orange vest, but I steal their Sharpie so I can write my name on it. Oh, you, you like that Home Depot paint, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I like that Lowe's Valspar. Yeah, Top but you, you seem like a Valspar guy. <laughs> Fucking Brewster's Millions yeah, over there. dude. All right, they get into a getaway car and... They state that they better get out of there quick. Once they pull away, the warehouse explodes. What the fuck was that? <laughs> no witnesses. Uh, we cut to our detective here, Mr. Jack Kane. He's You've on just, a stakeout. You have just turned uh, a theft into a <laughs> giant invest. Like, uh, <laughs> huge. There's no way this doesn't bring more heat yes. down upon you. <laughs> there's, there's that title again. Uh, we cut to our detective, Jack Kane. He's on a stakeout, listening in to uh, his partner, trying to score some cocaine uh, from a drug dealer inside uh, one of the clubs here in Houston. Yeah, his partner is very eager to get the deal done, but the drug dealer kind of keeps talking in circles. Uh, the three goons from the warehouse show up outside and uh, bring in the goods to the drug dealer inside the club where... Jack's partner's trying to buy the heroin. Jack is sitting in his car with the earpiece in his ear, 
right in front of said club. <laughs> Not a master of disguise. Yeah. Hey, boss, there's a 6'5 Swede outside. <laughs> I thought you might want to know that. Earbuds in. <laughs> he probably had a like one of those old school antennas just hanging out of the <laughs> fucking open window. Or like what what's that audio thing that they have at the like NFL sidelines, you know? That <laughs> of... He forgot to take off the little uh, light on top of the car, like oh shit. Oh yeah, the cherries <laughs> up on top. Uh back inside the club, the drug dealer pretty much knows uh that the guy trying to buy the heroin here is a fucking cop. Uh, the three goons walk in. They show the goods. Uh, we learned that uh, Kane's partner here is named Ray Turner. He shows them the cash. Uh, we cut back to Kane in the car. Uh, he sees some goons show up that are armed, and they head into the local liquor store to rob it. This causes him to leave the steak, the stakeout, and uh, head into the liquor store to bust these fools. Inside the liquor store, the goons open fire. Uh, Kane busts in and delivers a spectacular roundhouse kick to one of the oh, goons. Yeah. Looks great. Yeah. Um, it's like a fourth and, degree karate black belt. Like European champion. I wouldn't be fucking, fucking crazy. with this guy. Not no. I wouldn't fuck with him now. He's like... <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> Uh, we cut back to the drug deal at the club, uh, and our heel here, his name's Manning, reveals that he knows it's Detective Ray Thomas, or Turner's. He reveals that he knows his name. Uh, we kind of get some back and forth shots here between the club and the liquor store where there's a standoff. Um, Kane has one of the robbers at gunpoint, and Manning and his white boys have Turner at gunpoint, and they kind of shoot at the same time. Uh Kane shoots the robber in the head, and then Turner gets gunned down by the drug, uh, the white boys at the drug deal. So this kind of goes on at the same time. I think it's cut pretty well. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think, it is. I think it could be a little much, but I think it's cut well enough to for you to kind of keep it interesting and and follow it. I'll give it credit for that. <laughs> but, but the fact that he goes into the liquor store while his partner yes. is in there with this crime lord, yeah. that stretches my imagination a little bit. Yeah. I would have liked to at least seen like him call it in, you know, and then like, hey, guys, you got to get here now, you know, kind of put some fire under his ass that he's got to go in there finally. Right. You know? But. Or like, oh, we got a yeah, fire on. 18th street we can't make it or something yeah 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 Yeah, Uh, they could have just said the precinct literally blew up we have no one else we can (laughs) see that's 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 excellent it's right there yeah there it is five day Reynolds and chris just fixing this movie uh manning leaves and demands that some of his white boys clean up this mess Uh, just then uh our large white-haired Alien, he's an alien. I'm gonna say it right now. Um, Wait, comes what? in. <laughs> Stop the podcast. Uh, he shows up and says, uh, "I come in peace." And he blasts a sharp disc, space disc weapon, and it slices through most of these goons. One tries to run away, but with his space gun, he blasts them through a window and takes all the heroin. Uh, once this guy goes through the window, this gets Kane's attention. 
He runs into the club screaming for his partner. Kane discovers all the dead bodies and his partner. Come on, man. Come Damn, on. Man. Come on. Mendoza. <laughs> so, uh, Did you notice the obvious like two camera stuntman filling in for Dolph before that little barrel roll? Uh, it's incredible. <laughs> He's like Michael J. Fox size. <laughs> and he runs in the door and they almost try to kind of hide it with by the way he holds the gun up and then the way he dives. I, I watched it 10 times. It was fucking hysterical. He's got this terrible Dolph wig on and he kind of runs in and it's a it's real quick. But I was like, guys, you could have you could have shot that from the back like it. It's the only the illusion. Huh? Yeah, it's the only like non Dolph like stand like as far as like stunt work that really stood out to me. But. Like well, that's the, where Dolph Dolph draw, draws the line at that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'll roundhouse this guy and jump out a window, but I'm not tumbling across the floor. <laughs> well, they but they cut to him doing the barrel roll. It's just the run in, <laughs> run in. I was yeah, like, run in. Yeah, it's almost like a pickup <laughs> shot or something. But he's like, once I get going, I can't stop. Yeah, <laughs> I'm too big for that shit. I'll roll right to that railing. <laughs> Uh, we cut to a large police presence at the scene of the club and the liquor store. Kane's boss, Malone, comes in, just starts cussing and yelling. Uh, I love he's obviously this. very I fucking love this. Sorry to hear about your partner, but God damn it, I'm going to break your fucking <laughs> neck. All right? I, I love you, you right God damn, I'm going to throw window. you through that fucking window. Seriously, though, get your personal life in order, dude, because I'm going to kick your fucking ass. Not today. Sounds like Sorry my about, dad. Sorry about your partner. Yeah. Uh, guys, if we've learned anything from Dark Angel, it's learned this. Do not disappear for eight fucking days, okay? Because this comes back to haunt Dolph this whole goddamn movie. We don't <laughs> yes, know where the does. fuck he went for these where eight did he days, go? but apparently it causes <laughs> goddamn issues in Houston. He's allowed to leave his job for eight days and then come back, pick right up. That's yeah, a pretty lenient yeah. policy they got there. He, he returns the night of the big like bust <laughs> that they're planning yeah. to do. Uh, I should throw you through a goddamn window. You're responsible for the heroin and the 500K that was stolen. Uh, as we're going through this, the FBI shows up. Malone gets pissed off about this, tells Kane to take his eight weeks of vacation. Hell yeah. And he's off the case. You think uh, Alex Jones is like, shit, I wish I only owed... 500k and a briefcase full of heroin he probably was like would you guys take this briefcase full of heroin? yeah he's probably like i already got the briefcase figured out so if i could just get this reduced to 500k yeah, i have to calm that guy down your honor have you seen the dolph lundgren masterpiece <laughs> dark, angel, dark angel also known uh, as i come to dark the dark angel defense <laughs> damn it he's got us <laughs> FBI wants to chat with Kane because he was the one that witnessed this. Uh, FBI believes the killings are strange, and so does Kane. Uh, we cut to the FBI agent telling Malone that uh, he wants Kane back on the case. Malone doesn't agree with it, but he gives in. FBI. <laughs> After they chased the guy out of the bathroom, <laughs> it's pissing <laughs> well, That gives poor him guy, little... he's right in the middle of a piss, and Dolph's like, get the fuck out. Uh, he zips right up, well. too. He don't even hesitate. 
<laughs> Dolph walked in while I was pissing and gave me the huh. I'd be like, okay, sir. That's you know he pissed all down the front of his bed. <laughs> Maybe you just went over to the sink to finish up real quick. Just went to the ladies' bathroom. Cry. It seems yeah. like uh, Baxley really likes, you know, cops losing their jobs. Isn't isn't there's a ton of stuff in this that's like right yeah. out of Stone Cold. Yeah. So. Stone Cold's the same way. We mm-hmm. we he's been suspended and the FBI pulls him back in the same way. FBI are lazy. Yeah. <laughs> they don't they just... need big blonde men to solve all their problems. <laughs> I think Baxley's just like, these cops are so good, they can't even keep their jobs. Yeah. (laughs) They're so badass. Mm -hmm. But this is all they know. FBI says that Kane's uh, new partner will be in tomorrow. Huh? Quick cut, Malone introduces Special Agent Smith to Kane. And guys, if we handed out an award, Smith would get this for being such a fucking great actor because yeah. i love this guy in this movie i'm just gonna say it right now uh smith immediately lays down the law to kane he's smarter he's paid more he works for the fbi no funny business and Dolph is kind of like this fucking guy that short um, man syndrome oh yeah and he plays to it uh we get diane uh she's the coroner she shows up and gives uh a brief description about the weapon that was used in the murders, but she can't really explain it. So, what's uh, the fuck was she, she what's going on with Diane's helmet there? <laughs> Thank with, you. <laughs> with that Darth Vader, <laughs> the sexiest chick Lego hair. Movie, man. Best hair, dude. Does it not change? I think at one point, doesn't it change a little bit? I hope so. I hope somebody. It ripped. seems like there was one point where she came in, and I didn't even. Either that or she's just so plain. I was like, who the hell is this character? Yeah. Oh, wait, that's his girlfriend. <laughs> she looks like a 90s news anchor with that. <laughs> that's a great call. Uh, we learned that Diane and Kane have a romantic past here, but apparently she's pissed off at him because he left for eight fucking days. <laughs> uh, Kane tries to explain to Diane what went down on the eight days that he was disappearing uh, but she kind of bites his head off and it's like shut the fuck up I don't care. Smith receives uh, strike one from Kane these two got a weird relationship. They like I don't know hitting each other and like lying to each other. She has some very um, abusive lines. Yeah she does. She in fact says she likes abuse. (laughs) She does say that. Uh, we, we cut to an unhomed woman going into an abandoned building here. She hears some explosions. Then all of a sudden the walls start to blow out of this building that she in or I re- that she's in. I recognize that this woman is an actress, but it's pretty obvious that this is not a unhoused person. This, this is a bad stage show homeless outfit on this lady. She is too well-kept. Maybe she's just a volunteer. I mean, I know we've talked about it in the past, like when you go from film to fucking digital and being able to see stuff, but... She's no vagrant? It really took me out of it, yeah. They just put a little soot on her cheeks. Yeah, basically. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's like she auditioned with that. Like she threw that on in the car real quick and they're like, perfect. Don't change anything. <laughs> right, let's film right now. Yeah. Out of the rubble and the smoke of this explosion comes a new big freak alien with brown hair. <laughs> There's two of them now, guys. This is visual storytelling. <laughs> By the way, through this podcast, I will be referring to our two alien friends here as white hair and brown hair. Cool. Um, we cut to a pawn shop owner uh, yelling at his dog, Dexter. Uh, he notices somebody outside when he's trying to call him in, runs and gets a shotgun, then the lights go out. He sees something in the store front window, shoots. Uh, we got our white-haired alien that grabs him. Uh, he opens up a tube-like instrument from like a wristband that slams into the man's chest and starts. All right, all right, okay. We're gonna. I'm gonna ask this question. So when when they do this, is he pumping him with something? He's pumping him with heroin. Yeah. Yes. Okay, and then he's doing the endorphins. Yes. And yeah, taking like, the endorphins. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's the drug he wants. The endorphins. Heroin in, endorphins out. Because I wasn't sure if he was sucking something out of him and then putting something in him. Like yeah. That Pump process... and suck. It's pump and suck. Okay. Pump. It's backwards of what you would normally want, but it's a pump and suck. He is an alien after all. Yeah, he's backwards. Also, he's choosing the two hardest parts of the human anatomy <laughs> to pierce. The chest? Yeah. And the and the forehead. Mm-hmm. And it's incredible that he does it without a magic marker to give himself <laughs> a little target, you know? Yeah, Eric Stoltz isn't right there. Mm-hmm. You got to come down Holy in a shit. stabbing motion. I got to stab her three times. <laughs> I don't know what that's from. It's probably some stupid movie. Um, Sucks. <laughs> All right, he fills him with a liquid. Uh, he pulls a tube out. Then something else. He he pulls out another tube. But then we get a quick t- cut to a sexy stripper at a bar where Kane and Smith are. Um, Smith That's asks what I, the uh, fuck they're doing there. Pulled out my tube. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's let's get the. Is that all you got, Crom? Yeah. The- it works so well with what you just said, dude. It's perfect. All right. Bones, we got anything? I did the pump and suck thing earlier, so I'm good. Uh, I Chris, got mine. Chris? Uh, I'll hold mine for later. That's what she said. <laughs> All right. I was going to say something, but I was going to think. All right. Kane <laughs> says uh, he can concentrate there. Smith says, all my blood is leaving my head. <laughs> Kane visits his old friend Boner, who is now a two-timer on the Five Day Rentals podcast. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me what other movie it was. I forgot. <laughs> I I mainly know him from uh, Tango and Cash. Yep. My old friend Boner. That was his character all through the 80s. Was it Michael J. Pollard? I think that's yeah. his name. If there was a weird nerdy, goofy dude in a movie in the 80s and 90s. It was Michael J. Pollard. Get that guy on the phone. Yeah. Scrooge, too, right? Isn't he one of the homeless guys in yep. Scrooge? He's the one that freezes. Yep. Oh, man. What a <laughs> bummer. What a... Uh, his old friend... Bon- uh, Kane visits his old friend Boner and asks who killed his partner and where the drugs went. 
Boner says that the white boys think that the cops stole the heroin and killed the goons at the drug deal. They let Boner go. Kane notices a Split second. Ball. Yeah, that's right. A bone spick. Uh, Kane notices a cue ball, and he goes into his theory about the murder weapon being a projectile. Uh, we miraculously just show back up at the crime scene. <laughs> I was thinking he... about that. That's got to be a, sh- a shitty thing about being like a detective is how much you have to drive between the same spots. <laughs> uh, they pay you by mileage just doing that? I hope. I fucking hope. You know that Monte Carlo is burning gas. Too. Uh, hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. Um, you got? Are you guys aware that uh, Dolph is at chemical engineering? I don't know if yes. he's a if he's a doctor, but like fucking yeah, chemical got engineering from MIT, right? right? Yeah. he's got like a IQ of one sixty. Yeah, um, and a so black he can, belt. And a black belt. Yeah, right. He can kick your ass and out argue you any day of the week. <laughs> and he killed Apollo Creed. So there. Um, but he really shines in this moment, I think, when he's doing the like the explanation of his theory. I was like, you can kind of feel the nerdiness of like he, how calm he is trying to explain, you know, he cuts here and then it bounces and then it bounces here. Like, I think it's the most like calm and comfortable he is throughout the whole movie. He's just really concentrating on doing an American accent. <laughs> It's right not now. bad. It's not no, bad. It isn't. I agree. I, I think he does a good job here. Every once in a while, you hear the Swede come through, but for the most part, he does a pretty good job. I forgot he did a, a pretty good job in this one. All right. So we miraculous, miraculously are back at the crime scene as he explains the path of the projectile. Uh, this leads them to a speaker that has a tear in it. Bingo. There's the murder weapon. They manage to get the disc loose. And it flies through the room, taking out a chandelier and some rather convenient stacked beer bottles and lands back into the speaker again. Were those like the lab guys pounding beers while they were like (laughs) doing forensics on the crime scene? Like shit, like command left, dude. In honor of his, in honor of what was the name? Ray? Because he's a partner to die. Yeah, they had a few for him. In honor of you, Ray. Do you see how that speaker was pulsating? I thought the black roses were about to show up in this town. Every show, Karan. Every show. You guys wouldn't take a free beer if you were, like, working CIS at a fucking bar? I don't know. Honestly, those guys got to do a lot of fucking paperwork, and they always got to show up for fucking court and all sorts of shit. Like there's a, it's probably pretty stressful. I don't know, your honor. I I forgot. We started taking shots of, of fucking Jägermeister and Mm -hmm. that's why you got wild. That's why you just, uh, take a couple pulls off your flask in the patrol car before you walk Mm -hmm. in. After you throw your dinner out the window, when you're on your way to the Mm -hmm. scene. Also, wasn't there supposed to be uh, some heroin in the carpet that the one dude ordered them to clean up before they left? <laughs> That's so, right. Yeah, I think he says like I know what I'd be doing. Pick up every speck of heroin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we gotta account for all that. Get get one of those sh- uh, shitty vacuums. Those like back and forth. 
If not, that's coming out of your paycheck. Uh, we cut to our brown-haired alien. He's listening in on a device. We get a quick cut to a uh, blue-collar working stiff, listening to some old-school hip-hop. All of a sudden, our white-haired alien shows up, grabs a, this man. What a great job this dude has. He's just driving a fucking- I don't even know what the fuck he does. It's, it's like, like a, a little street garage, It's like right? a little street sweeper. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it looks cool as hell. I yeah. wrote it. It's called the Retriever 5800. <laughs> oh, shit. It's written on like the side of it. It looks awesome. Kron, have you eBayed them yet to see if like we can restore it? Mm-hmm. I traded in my truck, dude. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Can we slap some Five Day Rounds logos on it? It takes me three hours to get to work now because that thing <laughs> only hit but, like 12 you should miles be, an hour. You should be running it and charging Nashville. Yeah, yeah I'm sure roads look great by the time you get bored. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the everybody rest of the drivers knows. are they love you everybody knows your path though to work now because it's just a clean path mm-hmm. just one clean line in the city <laughs> I I paid, stop this is not a jogging trail get <laughs> fucking stop i paid so many fucking uh tickets because i did not move my car on the day that they were doing street cleaning <sighs> when i lived downtown fucking sucked how much was the Pro- ticket it was probably an $80 ticket every time. Damn. Jeez. I would, yeah, I would say I got f- at least five. No. Clean that up. You know me. I'm so fucking anal. I, I got online and paid it immediately. Like, I was trying to pay it before it was even in their system. Like, I I got I warrants, know. dude. I can't be fucking busted <laughs> over. Not for Street that. citation. Yeah. You're not going to Al-, Al Capone me. Shit, I would have wiped my ass with it. Been like, sweep that up, motherfuckers. <laughs> and then been like, yeah, can I pay that? Yeah. <laughs> All right, he slams this guy down. Uh, same situation here. The tube comes out. Um, What's the control situation on this tube? Because this thing comes out and... It looks like a it, goddamn it, tape measure. It, like, Yeah, it's a... A fire hose without anybody on the end of it. I mean, it's yeah. just. And how is he controlling air through yeah. it? Yeah. Is it automatically targeting, or is he in charge of it? What's there's so many mysteries we have with this character. <laughs> he slams his tube into the chest, does the thing again, but this time we get the tube into the forehead. Well, how does how does their planet even work? Because it seems like they figured out this weird tube system, but they also rely heavily on Uzis at certain points of the movie. Explosive Uzis. Yeah. And what's the explanation of their interstellar transportation? Yes. Because we never see a spaceship. We just see them crash through walls and ta-da, here I am. Yeah. They haven't figured out the landing. (laughs) My thought was they figured out space travel but they haven't figured out a synthetic heroin to use (laughs) all right we're getting ahead of ourselves all right the brain sucking is introduced here and uh but it's interrupted by our brown-haired alien who starts to shoot at the white-haired alien oh shit the chase is on and gentlemen vehicles explode (laughs) what's the count up to now that Mm -hmm. was probably about eight so we're at nine right here. I Hell still have yeah. a solid count. Uh, White hair jumps on the hood of the cars. They start to explode as he's running, which is fucking badass. And it manages to ex- jump through a window and escape. 
action-packed. Uh, we cut to Smith. He's dropping Kane off at his place. Uh, Smith notices Kane trying to take the speaker with the weapon, the alien disc in it, up to his place. Smith follows uh, reciting regulations that Kane can't do this. Kane says he wants to have a friend look at it before it goes into evidence. Uh, Smith and them arrive at Kane's place. He's very impressed that Kane has a nice place yeah, and does. that he has artwork and drinks wine. That's Classy. a big apartment for a detective. It's a pretty nice place. Well, he's also I want to get black belt and MIT grad. So <laughs> that's true. Still, we might want to get internal affairs on the line on this one. Yeah. <laughs> He might be selling some of that age. I mean, he did disappear from work for eight days. (laughs) It is a little conflicting, like the way he dresses in the car he drives. And then he's got this stellar place. Well, I think that was why Smith was impressed. Yeah. But I mean, I I guess because he does talk about that. Smith calls him out on like the the appearance that you're presenting. So I wish there was maybe a, a little quip that's like, you know. This is a like I am doing. There is an outside me. There is an inside me. You know that. I like maybe Diane's supposed to be a part of that. You know, maybe there is more there. Yeah, but I like how Smith was like, "Oh, that's a nice piece of art." (laughs) I didn't know you liked art. It's like you couldn't name an artist that maybe he was into. (laughs) I like Uh, art. That's oh, what you. I say every time I get dragged out to a gallery or something. <laughs> yeah, that that's a nice piece of art. Yeah, look at this art. This is good good art over here. Hey, did you do this art? That's that's good art. Uh Kane pretty much. Sir, says, that's the uh that's the map of the museum. <laughs> that's the beautiful that's fire directory. <laughs> oh. It's pretty good. It's beautiful. You should get some more work by this guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sir, that says restrooms. <laughs> Kane pretty much says, uh, I'll beat your ass if you try to take this disc, Smith. And Smith's like, all right, I'm, I'll take off. Uh, Chugs the Kane, wine like a Philistine, man. No sniff, no sip, nothing. Just didn't said pretty good. around. He said pretty good. So uncivilized. All right, uh, Kane looks at his picture of him and Diane together, and he decides to go over there and patch things up. He gets over there, she slaps him around a few times, but uh, they good now. It's their thing, dude, at this yeah. point. She loves the abuse. Um, Chris, not to call you out for, for being of a certain age, but <laughs> is, is, it, is it weird now to watch a movie and go, Oh, yeah, you used to just be able to go to somebody's house. You used to just knock on a door. Yeah. I, I couldn't <laughs> you tell used you. used to just smack each other around. That was part of the foreplay. <laughs> oh, for sure. Pre-woke, you know. The good old days. Yeah. Y'all don't know what you were missing. Yeah. But even if I go to Dan's house, I text him in the driveway. Like, here. <laughs> I don't yep. know. It just seems so foreign now to just show up unannounced and knock on a door. Oh, that's I always sneak in through his air vent. And... That's weird. <laughs> then I got a fucking bill to pay. Like through the ceiling again, dude. He's like, put I'm a here. fucking hinge on it, dude. <laughs> it's like I'm here. Good to see Kron. 
It's thin yeah. drywall, dude. <laughs> All right. We cut to the next morning. Kane's coming home after an evening with Diane. And uh, he notices that his place was broken into. He gets a spot in front of his apartment. Dude, would you fuck with Constantly. that guy? <laughs> yeah, that's all spot. You don't bargain doll God spot. damn, that fucking... Like, you took my fuck eye. You can have it, buddy. <laughs> yeah, he'd probably just flip your car out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> You're that guy that's into red wine and art. <laughs> yeah, what about it? Uh, Smith is in there as well. They almost shoot each other, but um, they don't. Either you're Santa Claus or you're dead, pal. That's what uh, a Kane says before he grabs Smith's gun. Smith explains that uh, there were more murders last night. Kane kind of questions him here. Uh, we cut to a badass mechanic chick doing uh, doing work. Uh, we got our white-haired alien again. Gets a hold of her same old tube stuff, tube, tube boob. Uh, sucks her brain juice out. What's she doing on that car? <laughs> She's working, dude. Listening to some sweet '80s metal. She's turning a screw on one or a bolt on one side, sprays some WD-40 on another side. That is some generic. That's how I mechanic fix all acting, my cars. I guess. That's a group of people making a film that had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> They're just do something here. Take this and turn it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> It's like repairing a tank in Battlefield. <laughs> Hold a wrench up to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mash X. We get a sweet blend here of the brain juice coming up the tube and then coffee coming out of our visit with Kane and Smith to their buddy who they're questioning about the, the disc. Yeah, there's almost... VIP of the flick here. Yeah, best character in the movie. Well, and the match cut was almost as good as that bone turning into a spaceship from 2001. (laughs) (laughs) Did you just compare Dark Angel to Kubrick? Mm -hmm. I love you. Um, It's magnetic, guys. Nobody figured that out from the speaker. Wait, what? Fucking idiots. <laughs> Fucking idiots. This movie's confusing, dude. How do they work? Wait, what? Magnets, bitch. Isn't that's breaking bad, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think highly Bones... influential. This movie's think... highly influential on breaking bad. I think Bones that's... was thrown in a little ICP too, so Yeah. I didn't want to stay on it. What did he say? He said, magnets, how do they work? Is that like a lyric from ICP? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Okay. You're going to get blasted with a meme tomorrow then, buddy. Yeah, they have some serious song that they tried to make, and there's a part where it's just like, magnets, how do they work? It's a miracle. <laughs> Are you guys fucking with me right no, now? No. no. I'll send it to you at the break. This is, oh, my God. I think the song might even be called Miracles or something. It is. They're like in white Backstreet Boy-esque kind of loungy wear and like a green screen and it's all. Yeah. 100%. 100%. 
over my head. Dude, you're blowing my fucking mind hole right now. All right, it's magnetic when it comes down to it. Smith tries to take it, uh, but Bruce, the scientist here, won't let him. Kane and Smith, uh, they also visit Diane. She shows them the latest victims of the aliens. Uh, she figures uh, it's all related. Kane uh, <laughs> receives a FedEx <laughs> package from Victor. That was, I'm sorry. That was just one of my favorite lines in the movie. I, th- I think they're all related. Really? What What tipped you off? <laughs> the hole in the sternum in the head, that, that didn't connect the crimes here. Mm-hmm. What about the bullet hole? That's bullet hole. Hey, Michael Mann pulled this for Collateral. You remember in Collateral, the the coroner's like, I think these three guys are all done by the same dude because he recognizes the the two and ones by Vincent. We didn't even mention that fucking Jan Hammer did the score to this. Yes, Mister Miami Vice himself. Yep. See, I'm telling you, it's just. <laughs> Might have been the inspiration for he guys. I might be on to something. Yeah. Uh, Kane uh, gets a FedEx from Victor, which shows him with a picture of two topless ladies in Rio. It says he's having a blast. <laughs> and, uh, a boss move. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you do this? I mean, that's just a boss move coming from the bad guy. Hey, I'm in Rio. Fuck off. <laughs> I did recreate this, so you guys all should be receiving a FedEx <laughs> later this week, so you know the reference. Bold of you uh, to replace the ladies with men, though. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was, was a say, joke, which, Ron. Which two on. of your neighbors did you get to <laughs> throw that on a song? That was a joke. Oh, no. They go topless. Um, he also says that they looked, or he's having Warren look him up. Hold on, I gotta turn the lights off in the living room. <laughs> that was a good time. Come on, man. We got a guest and shit. Uh, he respect, has to say, his, respect his time. He says he's having a blast in Rio and that Warren is looking him up. Uh, we cut to Kane and Smith uh, going to see Warren, but they're attacked by some of the white boys. Smith freaks out, jumps in the back, <laughs> just gives up that driver's seat, bro. Just whoop. Uh, and he starts returning fire. He pulls out a very large gun, and Kane's like, "Where the fuck did you get that?" Uh, Kane takes some shortcuts here. A gift from my mother, he says. Yeah, <laughs> Kane takes a shortcut through a parking lot <laughs> and confuses the bad guys. That was it. That was the whole chase. Dirt I think left. I lost him. <laughs> Well, there's a part uh, two where he's like, how well do you know this neighborhood? It's like, all he does is just cut up through one. Yeah. 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 He didn't know about that Piggly Wiggly. That's two blocks up. Speed For, looks good, man. It In this chase, like, especially through that parking lot, like, it's very kinetic. Like, it, they're, oh, they're booking. They're whipping that station wagon around, dude. That, thing, that looked awesome. Is that an old, like, Subaru? That was a Ford, I think. Uh, for our younger viewers, Piggly Wiggly was a grocery <laughs> store back in the day. I, they still got to be around, right? <laughs> Here uh, in the South, in they the are South, still a grocery store around. <laughs> but to be fair, we're 30 years behind the rest of the country. So, <laughs> Except Nashville. Nashville's way ahead of us. Cron, I thought you had Nashville's and Piggly Wiggly. Yeah. yeah, we still have some. 
I just said I thought you had Nashville's and Piggly Wiggly. We knew what you meant, though. I only had two beers, I swear. We start ripping you for mispronouncing or having poor sentence structure. Listen. We're all fucked. I'm I'm a Midwest moron. I don't know how to talk. Dan, well, I will confirm in Nashville, we have both Nashville's and Piggly Wiggly's, so (laughs) we got them both, dude. I was right, see? All right, this is a short chase. Uh, we cut to Kane and Smith outside Manning's company. They're fucking with all the expensive cars here. Uh, Kane heads up to meet Warren. Kicks they had a few to tell asses. Dolph to like ease back, just only put like fifty percent into it, because I'm sure he dented that first fucking car. Uh, we got to pay for that. Shit. Yeah, Fuck. there's no doubt in my mind. They were like, Dolph, nope, nope, reset. These Get are a riddles. plunger and pop that dent out. Yeah, we got these fucking exotics for ten minutes. These are the same ones they use in Black Roses. (laughs) Uh, He kicks a few asses on the way up and interrupts a board meeting. Uh, Kane chats with Warren, tells him he didn't kill the boys that night. Uh, Warren doesn't believe him. Uh, Warren mentions a drug war, and Kane has no idea what the fuck he's talking (laughs) about. What the fuck are you talking about? Uh, Warren (laughs) reveals... He's caught Smith and convinces Kane to do a drug drop for them that night because they need money because their supplies dried up because, of course, all of our alien friends have been taking their supply. And, and the, uh, least, the least tension-filled scene I've seen in a long time. <laughs> he just agrees. <laughs> the whole scene, I'm thinking, all right, Dolph's going to go up there, roundhousing guys, and kick out. You know, he goes and sits down, holds a gun, and then the other guy goes, no, we got your partner, now you're going to do this. Oh, okay, we're going to go do this. <laughs> I thought they were going to say we've got Diane or yeah. something, mm-hmm. like actual add some stakes, but his partner's standing right next to him. Like, <laughs> we have your partner. Yeah, he's right here. <laughs> when they walk, guys just When he walks ahead, into Grant? that board meeting, too, it's like, the most comical setup where they're they're essentially just like we're bad guys that all sell cocaine huh <laughs> we don't want to talk to you everybody pull your gun out and show it to the camera yeah well guys just like the white boys heroin supplies dried out we're gonna take a pee break and dry ourselves out so we'll be back <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the middle of Dark Angel here from 1990. We've established that heroin is a pretty sought-after thing. Well, the um, endorphins that it causes. Kron, we'll get there, dude. I think we've got to be sensitive to bones, you know, these fucking quitter over there. But, uh... Oh, I've... I may do on the break, buddy. We're good. Oh, sh- shit. That's kind of why I was chatty up front, because I'm going to be useless in this back half. Damn. Now we got to send him back to rehab. Um, if you're just joining us, I don't know why. You should have started at the top of the episode. But we got a special guest on tonight. Chris, the movie psychos here with us. Yay. Here I am. <laughs> He's in all my in. glory. <laughs> He's hanging in. He's recorded about um, four of his episodes. Through the <laughs> yes, we got a good four. We got a whole month <laughs> in so, one sitting. It would have been wonderful. We're going to get him another four more here. 
(laughs) (laughs) All right, gentlemen. We cut to Warren and his men dropping Kane off to the drop-off point for this drug deal that Kane had to do. Uh, Kane goes in, he drops the heroin off, dude pulls a gun and stiffs him on the payment. Uh, Tell the white boys they can kiss my ass. Uh, Kane chases him down the alley. Kane comes across Alley on, man. That's right. Classic. Yes. The Asian henchman Mm -hmm. of the 80s and 90s. What else was he in? Oh my god, he was a diehard? Lethal Weapon. Big trouble. <laughs> That's is that what you're? I knew he was in big trouble, so I was trying to get Kron all riled up. It's a five star movie that we should have covered on this podcast. <laughs> we'll cover it on five star bangers, Kron, when you add it to the list. It's a good thing a uh, Lundgren's not a Bill Pullman type who just gets down on his knees and accepts death from this this drug deal whatever, gone wrong. Whatever drug dealers got a gun at him. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this scene was pretty cool though when he comes through and he's kind of in the background and he falls. I thought that was pretty badass. Yeah. yeah. Um all of a sudden our white-haired alien tosses Kane across the alley. Uh white-haired alien pulls his gun on him but then realizes someone's behind him uh and blasts away blowing up more cars. Uh white white hair runs and brown hair's behind him and blasts at him. It's most uh, of get- their relationship. Yeah. It's a truly, if they would just come together and spend some time with each other, I'm sure they would get along. It's a hate-hate relationship. I feel Uh, like uh, whatever planet they come from, their haircuts basically match people's now. I feel like I see, uh, you know, like- What are you getting at? What are you getting (laughs) at? Like punk people will like shave that top part, like the sides up real high and- I think it matches. He, well, he's almost got a magua. Yeah. Like, god damn it, Michael, man. <laughs> right? Do you think they're like, oh shit, we're going to Earth. Let's make our hair look like the humans. We don't want to <laughs> stand out. <laughs> yeah. And the only humans they recognize are Native Americans from 400 years ago. <laughs> that was the only history they yeah. got. <laughs> Uh, we cut to Smith. He's making uh, action moves on the white boys to get away here because yeah, they got him still hostage. Uh, he takes pretty takes him out pretty easily. Then he goes and meets up with Kane. Uh, the brown-haired alien runs up on Kane but doesn't hurt him and then continues to chase after white hair. Uh, white hair. We cut to him with some heroin. We'll get back to that. But then it cuts to Smith and Kane. They head back to headquarters Kane wants to pick up the disc, but he stops in to see Diane, where she explains that heroin feels fucking amazing and it <laughs> stimulates the pituitary to make endorphins. And endorphins are a hormone that create an incredible sense of well-being. So what this boils down to, folks, is that the alien here, the white-haired alien, is shooting pe- people up with the heroin to cause the endorphins in their brains and then sucking that hormone out that the endorphins create a brilliant plan. We cut to white haired alien loading up on his, I'm worth four or five grand (laughs) on the streets of this planet. You owe five or six on the streets of this planet. Yeah, that's true. 
I mean, I'm worth ten. Is I'm a am I about to make some love? Doesn't sex induce endorphins, right? Dan, yeah, but I, I think heroin's like a thousand times better. <laughs> yeah, I hate to break it to you, but heroin is gonna win this contest every time, dude. So I should do heroin <laughs> and then have sex. If you can stay awake. Uh, unless your sex ends with a broken sternum and a hole in the head. <laughs> if you're doing it right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hole's a hole. <laughs> Pump and suck. All right. Ken explains to Smith that he thinks that there are two aliens here that are causing all this damage. And of course, Smith is like, you're a fucking idiot. Doesn't believe him. He says, no one's going to believe you. Uh, he says, well, at least I got the disc. Uh, we cut to Kane and Smith. They go back to see Bruce. He's all beat the hell. And uh, he says the bastard stole the disc. Bruce says, Bruce says that the dudes that stole it kind of looked a lot like Smith. And he kind of just brushes that off. Uh, we cut to our white-haired alien here. Taking out a grocery store with the disc. It's a cast of characters in this fucking story. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the Houston nightlife. Yeah. They gave that fucking security guard a gun. <laughs> and them big old Coke bottle glasses. <laughs> I, I stopped at this point because he's reading like a muscle magazine. And for a second there, I thought that was the boss from Stone Cold, like on the cover of oh. the of the muscle magazine. And I was like, there's no way. Like, but it was. And I think it was oh. a different person. Oh. I was oh, like, I man, that would have been so awesome. I thought you were about to argue that this is a security guard looking at smut because we don't <laughs> oh, know what he's into. True. I mean, might have to go on the list. One of our oldest threads. I mean, it could be, given his taste. I mean, we don't get a good waist-down shot of him to know if he's... <laughs> well, I'm sure his hard-on will quickly go away because <laughs> old white hair busts in here and starts cutting people up with this disc. Uh, brown hair comes in on his tail. We get another grocery store shootout between these two. More cars explode, gentlemen, as this goes on. We cut to Kane and Smith telling Malone that aliens are responsible for what's going on. And of course he doesn't fucking believe him. But he does, a, he does say, bring me some proof. Malone gets a call about the grocery store shootout. Kane and Smith argue about the case as Kane delivers strike two against Smith. Well, ask, how many do I have? <laughs> so you've never guess. heard of three strikes and you're out? I mean, <laughs> damn, dude. He's like, do I get a couple balls? <laughs> do I get a field goal in this? The grocery store shootout, brown hair is watching. Or after the grocery store shootout, they arrive there. Uh, Diane's trying to get into the scene, but some dude won't let her in. Kane and Smith show up. He's shot, right? Brown hair shot by this yep. point? Yeah, yeah, he does get shot. Leading in, out. Uh, yeah. Marshmallows. Yeah. Uh, I he was Smith, Bishop white gooey inside. Yeah. Yeah. 
it looked like uh, what's the shit like marshmallow fluff like used to come in a jar. Yeah. Who's going through so much marshmallow fluff? I don't even know what you would like. What people put that like cakes or some shit. We get ours at Mississippi Muds, right? Don't they? And they're a layer of. We get our jars at Costco, the industrial size. (laughs) (laughs) That's just what you eat for dinner, Cron? Mm -hmm. Pop the top, grab a spoon. (laughs) Hey, that's a hell of a carbo load before a pump and suck. (laughs) My insides look like this, guys. (laughs) I piss white. Kane and Smith, they try to get in, but the dude won't let them in either. Smith sees his uh, Smith sees his boss, Switzer. Brown-haired alien reveals that he is injured. He is shot. Malone tells Kane that the case is closed and he's officially on vacation. Oh, this uh, we cut. Well, we didn't really touch on it, but this guy loves Switzer. <laughs> like every five minutes, he's, he's like, quoting him. This doesn't yep. follow the Switzer method. The Switzer rules. <laughs> He's you a company guys. man. You got anybody in your life like that? Like a, like a, like an idol, like a role model that like. I mean, I'm almost boss, envious of somebody my, like that. My boss talks to me, and I'm just like, "Yeah, I'm not doing that." Mine's probably a bat boy. Okay. Your boss? No, my the, the role model in my life who I look up to. We're still looking for bat boy, dude. That's what he likes about him, the mystique. Mm-hmm. At this point, I, I kind of hope they never find him. <laughs> Chris, are you aware of Bat Boy? No, this one's going over my head. Oh. Like Nash, National, National Enquirer? Bat Boy? No. It's like a famous no. picture of a... a just, just Google <laughs> little, Bat Boy. Yeah, all right. Little Nosferatu-looking boy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, brown hair alien. He's bleeding marshmallows over here. Kane plans makes plans with Diane since he's been put on vacation. We're gonna plan a trip. Pretty quit much your tells job. her just quit her fucking job and pack her shit. You can even bring your helmet, <laughs> so they can leave. They decide on a meetup. Smith and Kane have a heart to heart here. Kane gets uh, pretty upset with them. It's pretty Smith alpha and- that he tells her to come to his place. Yeah, come pick me up. <laughs> You Quit pack up and come get me. But it's kind of smart because he knows, like, if he packs up, it's going to take him five minutes, and then he's waiting four hours outside her house <laughs> while she packs. Well, that, and he doesn't have the the uh, great crates that he needs to pack up all that fine art that he has hanging right. on his walls and shit. Right. That takes time. Uh, Kane gets in his ride, and uh, brown haired alien is in the back of it. Uh, <laughs> so much- let me ask you, gentlemen, something. You were to get into your car, and there was a giant man in the back seat, breathing heavily with white goo all over himself. Would you sit there and ask this man questions, or would you immediately get out of the car? I can answer this from experience. <laughs> yeah. um, I can tell you, any time that I've been in the back of the car covered in white goo, breathing heavily, <laughs> the people never ask a question. Unless you count, what the fuck are you doing in my car? Which right. is almost more of a statement. So... Well, now I know. Yep. I was, how many, honestly, normal Tuesday for me. So, 
<laughs> well, you all live a much wilder life than I do. <laughs> I was going to say, how many times have you been in the back of the of a car covered in white goo? Who, me or Bones? Bones. Well, he said every Tuesday, so. <laughs> no, I, know there's I think a, he's. There's always a guy in the back of my car. <laughs> oh, okay. Is it Bones? Shocking that it's it not is. ever been me. <laughs> Damn it, he knew it was me. Is that your Tuesday Damn night it. ritual? <laughs> we got to prep for the podcast. Yeah, phones. Yeah. <laughs> we shut the we close the store at six and I get prepped. Company <laughs> meeting. Yeah. He counts the till and I'm in there waiting. It's a I'm good in, system. I'm in the car. I got caught in a car once. By who? The by cops? The, by the cops, yeah. I jumped out, managed to get my cl- my shirt back on, just your shirt. So you were well. I I was ducking it. My I was <laughs> I had the pants down around the ankles. Like Got it. Wiener out in the wind, <laughs> or underwear. What do you mean? Oh, I mean we were. It was it was in process, but my pants were still around my ankles. So I got lucky there. Got up, got them up, got my shirt on because I could see them coming because it was. Dan, you know the road. And it was enough of like, shit, I, I fucking see lights. So I quickly get, get everything together. And this was my like 93 Pontiac Sunbird, which was notorious for blowing a spark plug. Okay. So I get out enough time to pop the hood, run around, and pull one of the spark plugs out that I know just easily pops out. Danny Duck can back me up on this shit. Pull that fucking thing out and then walk around to the back. The cop comes up. He's come. He comes over and he's like, you doing all right? And I was like, yeah, it's fucking spark plug. He's got the mag light. He kind of, I'm one side of the car. He's on the other. He comes up. And as soon as he comes up, he sees the spark plug wire, like sitting over the, the side. And he was like, you need a second? And I was like, yeah, if you just shine the light. So I pull out the spark plug, screw that back in, pop the coil back on. I was like, yeah, let me see if I can get... And he has no idea she's in the back. She's just like laying down in the back. I get it started. I was like, all right, I'm good to go. And he's like, all right, take care. And he takes off. So. He's like, and they haven't dude. seen that girl since. <laughs> he's like, he must really like I've working on I've been advised not to comment. <laughs> he must really like working on his car. He had a huge heart on the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I wasn't the, asking questions. <laughs> the real bummer was you were only like thirty seconds in, and you only needed fifteen seconds more. <laughs> Ouch! Did you finish up? What? No, I drove away later on. <laughs> what? We went elsewhere. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was saying. Be like, let's. Go to the grocery store parking lot. Nobody's there. This is going on all the time. He must be stopped. The real baller move would have been just just circle back to where you were, right? <laughs> just pulled up right next to the cop. <laughs> nah, never. Fuck, I fucking hated that car, but it. I guess it saved me in that moment. I don't think I've ever fucked in a car. I don't think so. It's not that great. I don't think it would be. Like, who the fuck wants a fuck in a plane? I'm, I'm like, 6'2". It's terrible. Sounds... 
six five. I understand the pain. Hey, you guys should hang out in a car together. <laughs> See how it goes. Hey now, hey now. <laughs> Not on the first episode. Welcome to Five Day Rentals, Chris. <laughs> Uh, he must be stopped, says our brown-haired alien friend. Smith busts in, all pissed off from the conversation before, and <laughs> sees the alien in the back seat. Uh, we get a lot of holy shits here, which is pretty good. Uh, Kane asks the alien some questions. Uh, he says- uh, He's not that alienish, right? Like, he's not, not really. He kind of looks like, what's his name, from Office Space? Hi, Peter. Turn it to Channel 9. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Diedrich oh, don't, Bader. Don't yeah. mind him. Don't mind him. He's cool. <laughs> <laughs> like white hair almost looks like Christopher Lambert from Highlander. Yeah. And like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> like there's a weird he's got those like Lambert eyes. Feeling bloated, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and then brown hair guy looks like uh Walton Goggins from uh <laughs> From, Damn, uh, Walton Goggins. Well, he's got that Walton Reference. Goggins Very nice. forehead. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> he's a good actor. He's a great actor. He's a great actor, and there's nothing wrong with yeah. high forehead. <laughs> it's a sign of intelligence. I think that's why I thought Vice Principals was really good, because he's in that. Yeah. And I think he does a really good job in that. Yeah. Apparently, he's really good in Righteous Gyms as well. Yes, he is. I've really, everything him. he's in. It's usually pretty good. Justified. Hateful Eight. Yeah, he stole that movie. Yeah. The Shield. Oh, fuck yeah. Is he in The Shield? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh hell yeah. I'm sorry, Lem. <laughs> that's emotional fucking sequence, dude. Yep. Yep. All right. Kane asks what he wants. Uh... What the fuck is the name? We got another drug to add to our drug list here. Blarclay or what? It, or Blair Clay, I think they say. Oh, like a what he calls it on their planet. Yeah. A priceless drug where they are from. It's what humans call endorphins. An outer space drug dealer pretty much is what this guy is. Uh, Brown hair says that he's not stop or he's not going to stop and he will return. If he does escape and he will slaughter everybody to get what he wants. Brown hair tells him where uh, white hair is located. And this is the up. ultimate like war on drugs movie, right? Yeah. Aliens come to the U.S. to deal drugs, cause mayhem. And only one tall blonde man <laughs> who lives by his own day. code. <laughs> But is into art and wine. Yeah. Don't for, don't forget. Uh, then he blows up, which I thought looked pretty cool. Two days before he was going to retire. God damn. <laughs> yeah, in this scene, I was like, man, these aliens are just people, basically. And then this guy just explodes. Like, he just <laughs> starts glowing and blows up. Uh, Smith manages to Would grab- that make life better or harder if people just blew up when they died? <laughs> I guess it would depend on where you're at. Yeah. Did it blow up his... It didn't blow up his car, did it? I think you can't blow 
Strange that that's the time his car, uh, car doesn't explode in this movie. <laughs> Look, we're going to explode a body in this one, but the car's not going to explode. Oh, really, Craig? Really? <laughs> Subvert everyone's expectations. Keep him on the toes. Oh, bringing it back around to uh, Ryan Johnson. Oh, we keep referencing that son of a bitch. Ah. <laughs> that son of a bitch directed the greatest Star Wars movie that ever came out. <laughs> All right, it's been nice. All right. Uh, I really enjoyed being on the show. Hey, he made it an hour and a half. Hell yeah. <laughs> Ryan Johnson ruined something else in my life. <laughs> he's He's got another movie that another guy hates on this show. Uh, Smith gets manages to get his weapon, the, the brown-haired alien, before he blows up. Uh, and Smith wants to take it to Switzer because this is proof that the aliens are here. Kane informs Smith that Switzer is a liar and he's going to feed you the line about breaking some eggs and making an omelet eventually. Uh, Smith decides to go to Switzer anyway. And of course, Switzer gives him the line literally, I, what is it, 45 seconds later? <laughs> well, and then he pulls a gun on him. <laughs> yeah. He meets up with him. Says he's happy with the work that he does. Smith uh, said he's gr- he did great work first with the disc, so it was Smith that stole the disc, and now the weapon. Uh, Switzer reveals that there are plans to remove Kane because he's causing too much of a ruckus, and that the case is closed. Switzer delivers the egg line, pulls a gun, and tries to shoot Smith, but at this moment, Kane shoots Switzer. And save Smith. Kane manual. Paragraph one. <laughs> yeah, trust yeah. no one. <laughs> trust no one. Uh, Damn we straight. To, we cut to Smith and Kane arriving at the spot where Whitehair's supposed to be. They go in. They search around, find some empty suitcases where he had stole the previous heroin. And old Whitehair pops up and starts swinging on Kane. Kane lands a sweet round at uh, round kick here, uh, but nothing really happens. And Whitehair tosses him. Whoa, sweet what? round kick! Sweet <laughs> kick, bro. Uh, Whitehair releases a disc. It cuts Smith on the arm, then opens fire on him. The chase is on. We got major explosions going all through this motherfucker. Uh, Smith figures yeah, out this the- is. This is a good car chase, as opposed to the first one. This one, I really like this yeah. this car chase. It was a lot of fun. He does. Bexley does a pretty good job with, with that, car the chase. best stunt of the movie is in this car chase, for sure. Uh, Smith figures out the alien gun and starts to uh, shoot at White Hair. Does he though? Because. Isn't there, there's a part right here where he's like, do you know how that thing works? And he's like, a gun is a gun. But it's like, <laughs> you just watch this guy explode in the back of a vehicle. It's not one for one, dude. Uh, he manages to shoot white hair, but he gets back up. Uh, Smith shoots him again, but then they can't find him. Uh, Kane finds white hairs and dorphins. We cut to Kane and Smith at, back at Kane's place. Oh, I do want to talk about what I think is the best stunt. So during okay. the, during that chase, well, okay. So the first funny thing is the the one cop because like, they're getting chased by other cops, 
mm-hmm. and Whitehair's in the cop car. Backup. Yeah. And the one cop car pulls up on the side and like over its loudspeakers, like pull over, you're driving a municipal vehicle without <laughs> like of all the time to not have like, uh, you know, professionalism, uh, is pretty great. But when they do blow up the car and the car crashes into like a parked car, there's an incredibly timed stunt where the white hair guy runs out and pulls like a quick 90 degree turn right as the car explodes. The timing of it is fucking incredible. Um, that was definitely one where I was like, shit, I'm going to watch that a few times. Yeah. So it almost, that whole like, chase was fun. Yeah. It looked like it went off like just a hair too quick. Cause I think that dude even like ducks down to kind yeah. of be like, Oh shit. I'm like, sure he's feeling some heat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's already at full speed. So when he makes that, but it just looks so like visceral almost. So like you said, like it could have been a, and I mean, shit, in Stone Cold, it's notorious for having the explosions go off, like, just a hair too soon. So. it's how Baxley gets all those human reactions. <laughs> yeah. Chris, have you seen Stone Cold? Well, hell yeah. Came prepared. All right. Just, <laughs> it's It's been a minute, but I've seen it. I remember watching The Boz. He watched the full... Uh, Baxley filmography preparing for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't seen Action Jackson too, so <laughs> that would be all of them, wouldn't it? <laughs> Pretty. I just like uh, the big three. S- Sniper two, but Sniper uh, two. Yeah. Is Berenger even in that one? I don't know. I know they came one back for like five. They got Billy Zane and Berenger back. Wasn't one of them in all of them? In a sniper? Is Berenger the one that's throughout all of them? I think uh, it's in the first yeah. one. That's what they started. I thought yeah. one of them was in everyone, but I could be wrong. I'm so close to just going through Billy Zane's filmography. Just He's so fucking underrated. Podcast. All right, Kane. They're back at Kane's place. This is where we get our only shot with uh, Dolph without a shirt on. Missed opportunities throughout, I think. Um Kane's got a plan. It's, it's the Marvel formula. <laughs> they schedule when the one shirtless scene is and they work backwards. So they get the proper dehydration and pump. This prior. is the first, first day, probably first day shot here. Uh, Kane's got a plan to bring white hair into the open. So Smith can get a clear shot on him with this gun. They load up, but they notice somebody at the door. Hey, it's Diane who, uh, Kane told to quit at her job and they're going to go on vacation. <laughs> Remember her? She's ready to go. Uh, Kane tells her to go home. <laughs> what a fucking asshole. Uh, they head back out and all of a sudden the white boys start opening fire on him. I do Smith- like how fast it is though. It's like, oh shit, he fucked up. She And then she's like, they immediately bring her back in on it and it's okay. Because too often in movies they would let that kind of air out and you sort of feel bad but it's just enough to add some tension and then they immediately like nah it's cool she's, nah, it's she's cool. in on it yeah. well I know when like I'm arguing with my wife and we walk outside and people just start opening fire yeah we cut cut that shit out pretty quick it's like alright let's deal with this now it happens often though uh, Smith blasts them with the alien guns guys guess what more cars explode uh, Houston PD shows up and uh, kind of yell at him. And so does Whitehair, though. 
Uh, he makes pretty short work out of the white boys. More cars explode. Kane and Smith and Diane, they escape into Kane's car. Whitehair gets into a car, or a cop car and follows. The chase is on. Uh, Kane calls in backup. We got the classic uh, sidewalk car chase shit that's going on here. Uh, shit happens to where the chase also goes through a mall. Blues Diane, brother. <laughs> Diane faints. Uh, Whitehair space discs a cop in the neck and a... Uh, a car explodes. Oh, is that this scene? I'm sorry. I got my, my car chases mixed yeah, up. Yeah, I think I did too. Uh, he, this is the only time we see our alien friend smile here. That's yes. That's pretty funny. Yes. Uh, Smith blasts a space gun at White Hair's car. I car the flips and explodes. I thought the smile was fine, but when he looks directly at the camera and winks, I thought it was a bit too much. <laughs> Pulls the Burt. <laughs> White hair runs out of the out of more cars exploding. Yeah, this is where that's at. And Kane luckily manages to pull into some sort of factory, of course. Uh, they get out and Dan, decide, I'm so sorry I messed up the, oh, the plot right. progression. Really? Oh, it's it's fine. Nobody It's the heroin. This far. <laughs> Everyone's uh turned the episode off by now, but so <laughs> don't worry about it. Uh, Kane, that's not true. They're listening to me. So they will finish at least. Uh, Kane Who is that incredibly good looking and smart and intelligent wise podcaster? It's only We've got to listen up, to more of his stuff. It's only going up for you here. That's right. You're going to get such a bump. Yeah. We're going to see a spike and then. Oh, just wait for a drop off. All them advertising dollars are just going to roll in. now. You're welcome, fellas. You're welcome. We'll cut you in. No, I'm fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I know I've been uh, enjoying $1 boneless wings at the... <laughs> <laughs> Shut there the you go, Kron. Uh, Kane luckily manages to pull into a factory here. They get out and run. But before doing that, Kane is smart enough to get the car speaker out. They obviously head to the highest point of the factory because this is an action movie. Dolph is one of the only people I could believe to just rip out a car speaker. Yeah, That's true. He does have the strength. Set up and pay off. Yep. That's good screenwriting. Whitehair chases them. Uh, Smith, Kane, and Diane, they take their spot in the high point here for a clear shot. They leave uh, the endorphin box or whatever the fuck it is down there Fanny for pack. white hair to find pretty much it's like a 511 <laughs> seems like something that would be advertised before a fucking Joe Rogan YouTube clip did uh, anybody here have a fanny pack growing up no yeah no? I had one yeah I think I got it at like six flags one time or something did have the little old dancing man on the front it <laughs> had like Bugs Bunny on it or some shit oh I had Bugs hell yeah yeah, Tasmanian Devil. I know Prod? for sure I had one. I think I had a wallet. Did you had a fanny pack? Yeah, it was like a like a teal green kind of thing. <laughs> Throw my Game Boy in there, dude. I was ready to go. Dude, should we do some five day rentals fanny packs? <laughs> They'd sell out, dude. In a quick minute. I, better than fucking. Pressed coins. Uh, that's still that's still going down. 
Yeah, people haven't heard that one yet. (laughs) White hair comes in. He uh, finds the endorphins, but it's empty. Uh, Smith takes aim. He tries to shoot, but the gun doesn't work. Whitehair notices them. He jumps right up to them through the window. And uh, him and Kane go at it, fighting it once again. They all run. Whitehair chases them down. Uh, he's shooting at them as they go. Kane blows up some 55-gallon drums of some explosive Ga- type of Gasoline liquid. and diesel mixed together. <laughs> <laughs> that he knew were there. <laughs> This is, white hair. this is standard industrial <laughs> climax factory stuff, guys. It's got, you know, high-rise walkways and barrels of explosives. I mean, if you look hard enough in the background in one scene, you can see Arnold Schwarzenegger lowering himself into the molting uh, <laughs> stuff, giving a thumbs up. Nice. Yeah. This is where I cried. <laughs> Uh, They continue to run the chase down to the bottom of the factory. Kind of interesting, I guess. Whitehair jumps uh, down, smacks Smith all the way to the ground and grabs Diane. Kane smashes some of the endorphins. Yeah, kind of messed up. I mean, these people didn't deserve to die, but given the choice between being crushed in a factory floor or... Getting a thousand people high, I'd go with the latter. <laughs> His job is to take drugs off the street, Karan. Yeah, but if I was one of those people, I'd be like, I could have gotten an alien just faded out of his mind. <laughs> now that doesn't get to happen. I mean, I could have just waited until he OD'd, right? Anyway. Kane smashes some of the endorphins. White hair releases Dana or Diane. Kane <laughs> then jumps and runs. White hair follows, of course, and he shows them the endorphins. And they both toss their weapons here because he keeps holding his hand up, like I, I'm not gonna hurt you. Kane sets the endorphins down and runs. White hair shoots the space disc, but it ricochets off some pipes. Head towards it heads right towards Kane. But he got that car speaker and it catches it so it doesn't kill him. Surprise, motherfucker. Boom. Smart man. Whitehair grabs his supply, but Kane comes in with a pipe and starts beating the shit out of him. Whitehair tosses Kane across the, the factory, of course, and then tries to, tries to do the uh, classic sucker here with a fucking tube. But Kane catches it. Uh, Kane struggles with it to hold on. Some great hose fighting acting here from from Dolph. Ugh. It <laughs> even touches his face. Yeah, it's yep. like Bella Lugosi and the fucking octopus from Ed Wood. <laughs> it goes on so long. Yes, it does, too. It was it? too good to cut, man. <laughs> uh, white hair pulls him in scorpion style, but... Uh, Kane still holds on, and so he's very close to him at this point. Uh, Kane's would got you, a hold. Would you say that Kane got knocked down, but then got back up again? <laughs> They're never going to uh, keep him down, dude. I'd say he was able to get back up. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Biblical. Yeah. Thanks. 
Uh, he gets a hold of the hose here. Uh, I win, says Whitehair. And Kane says, fuck you, spaceman, and jams it into Whitehair's neck and injects him with the white shit that he's been using on everybody else. Kane then kicks him through the pipe. It's heroin. We've established it as heroin, <laughs> name. Well, he's... It's a two, two-stage process, okay? okay. Uh, white hair, she's struggling as this pipe is, of course, through his body. Let off some steam, Bennett. <laughs> uh, where the fuck was I? And white hair, he says, I come in peace. Kane says- No, he doesn't. <laughs> fucking liar. That line is bullshit, dude. That's that's just a line that he learned, guys. Uh, Kane turns around and says, "And what does he say? And you go? Oh, and go no, and no, no don't asshole. mess up! Come on, <laughs> the best line in the movie, asshole." And he blasts him with the space gun. White hair blows up. They get the duck out of there, and uh, we finally learn Smith's first name here. And that's our end credits, gentlemen. We get the nice freeze frame with everybody laughing. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's a good time. And that's Dark Angel from 1990, directed by Craig R. Bexley. Do we want to hear some research, gentlemen? or Do it. Upon further research, gentlemen, this was released September 28th of 1990 with a budget between five and seven million. Uh, a box office brought in over four point three million. Chris had gave us <laughs> I money contributed. That. That. Should have yeah. gone a few more times. <laughs> Once was enough. Uh, Dolph delivers a fantastic round kick at the beginning of this movie on one of the bad guys when entering the building. Uh, this kick connected so good because the other actor was off mark and it knocked his ass out. <laughs> Uh, white hair, uh, Matthias Hughes did all his own stunts because nobody was no stunt actor was that big, so he had to do them all himself. Um, in 1995 or 1996, that's Tom Cruise's excuse. There's nobody <laughs> small enough to do his. Tom Cruise is seven five. What are you talking about? Uh, 1995 or 1996, Harv Zimmel got the job of writing the script for the sequel. Uh, Didn't use any of the original characters from this movie, but kind of just came up with a whole new uh, story there about a down-on-his-luck police detective who's investigating mysterious disappearances of people in a coastal California town. He joins up with a female Interpol agent, who's working on the same case. And during the story, it is revealed that she is an alien and is hunting another female alien responsible for the disappearances. Uh, this went all the way through, but they came to uh, Bexley to direct it. And he refused because they were only going to give him 300 or uh, not 300 million, 3 million for the budget. So he's like, nah, fuck that. That's not going to work. Uh, he also had a movie called Man to Man that he was working with Arnie on. Uh, this was kind of uh, some aliens come in and they chase him throughout the whole movie, like an alien chase movie. Uh, they said the script was really good. They really liked it, 
but Predator, I guess, it came out. So Arnold's price went all the way up and they brought Dolphin and they actually all got together to start filming in Las Vegas. But I guess some arguments had happened with the producers and they paid everybody and scrapped it. So never happened. Hmm. And of course, he went on to make Stone Cold after this. But that's all I got, guys. Cool. For Dark Angel there. Final thoughts? Before we go into rate my letterboxed. Could have used a few more explosions. (laughs) (laughs) And six more plot threads. Mm -hmm. Bones? Let's jump into it, dude. All right. It is time for the internationally famous rate my letterbox, folks. Rate my box. Chris, we're gonna make we're gonna make you play. Oh yes. All right. So I'm guessing what you all think in the letterbox. All right. Yep. You're gonna give us what you think we rated it, and then you'll expose yours when it's time. Well. I haven't heard that in a long time. <laughs> we'll be judging. <laughs> Judge away, Mike. Since you were in the back of that car. <laughs> <laughs> Must be like a Tahoe or something. Uh, <laughs> at the time of our review for Dark Angel from 1999, directed by Craig R. Bexley, Dark Angel is sitting at a 3.1 on Letterboxd, gentlemen. I'll kick us off here. All right. Dan, I'm going to give you a 3.5. Cron, a 3. Chris, 3.5. All right. I'm going to guess Bones, 3.5. Dan, 3.0. Chris, I'm going to go with a 3.0. I guess I'll jump in. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bones is going to be a 3.5. Dan. Dan's been holding his poker face on this one. I'm going to go with a three on Dan and Cron at 2.5. All right. Cron uh, Howard, I got you at a three. Bones, I got you at a 3.5. And Chris, I, I'm going with a 3, I think. Bones? Hey, it's a 3.5, buddy. This is this is Bones territory. Uh, Dolph is electric on the screen in this. Um, ben Ben bringing the sidekick humor. Um script kind of dips off a, a, few, a little bit at times <laughs> but I feel like it almost always course corrects um, shit ton of explosions this movie tells you what it is if I have any sort of like the one complaint I had on second watch is like I want to see what the infrastructure of their little ship is is it like a little coffin size thing that they're like I want maybe a little bit more of, of the alien tech sort of revealed uh, in sort of their off processes, maybe that's too too predator like. Um, I also think that they they lean into the tech that they have too early. 
I think on the first time it could have just been it, you know, maybe the first few people it kills, it just kills them. And then you see the snake and then you see like, so reveal that stuff uh, a little bit more tiered throughout the movie. Um, it does end in an industrial blow up shootout, but what else can you expect from this movie? <laughs> 3.5. All right, guys. Uh, I do think this movie has like a pretty strong opening. Like the setup is really good um, when they're kind of cutting back and forth between what's going on at the liquor store and what's going on at the drug meetup. Um, like that's all really good setup. I do think the movie like starts to pick up threads that it never pays off. But at the same time, it's like every time that this movie takes a step down, it's like, okay, now it's time for a car chase or now it's time for, you know, 15 things to explode. So um, it's kind of like all the stuff that it gets wrong kind of gets glossed over by, you know, just how much action gets thrown into this thing. And I think that Baxley is good at just kind of being like, he may not give you the best plot, but he's going to make up for it in the departments he knows how to hit. Um, I don't know. At the end of the day, it's hard to give a movie with this many explosions anything less than a 3.0, and that's where I landed. Is it my turn? Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. Oh, well, I hate to let you all down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with a 2.5. Now, overall, I like Dolph. I think this was one of his better performances. You can tell he's really trying at certain points in this movie, and he's kind of carrying him and Ben Ben. They got a good chemistry together. I think Brian Ben Ben, he's got that, what would you say, the the opposite, the odd couple kind of thing going with Dolph Lundgren, and they do that very well. But and the action, the action's good in parts. I like the second car chase. That first car chase was a waste. But I think there's just so much in this movie that I, when I watched it again, I watched it twice since we set this up. But um, the second watch, it just got worse for me because I was all these plot points. And I'm like, why, are the, why is this in the movie? The whole thing with the white boys was pointless. And then they would they would show back up and I would forget that they were even in the movie and they would just show up to shoot it Dolph Lundgren again so we could have another action piece. Uh, I didn't care much for his girlfriend either. I think she was sort of just there. Understanding this is a 90s, late 80s movie, but I think there are some good things in it, but I think there's too much plot. And there's not enough I agree with Bones. There's not enough with the aliens to understand things like their tech or when he first says, I come in peace, that's his catchphrase. And I'm like, there was no setup for him to know that how we understand that line from what we learn in pop culture. Yeah. And maybe if early on he landed in like a drive-in movie theater and he saw the aliens saying that on the big screen, you know, something to set that up. So where it made sense, but him just saying it all the time, it was like, well, I don't get it, but you do have the great, the greatest line of the movie at the end. So I'll forgive him a little bit for that, but I'm going to go 2.5. Hell yeah. Uh, guys, I had a, I had a good time with the dark angel here. Watched it three times. Yeah, that's right. 
Um, Ben Ben, I think is my favorite performance here. I just, I would, I'd watch another fucking buddy cop movie if these two got together again any day of the week. Uh, Bexley, I think he delivers each time I watch him. I mean, tons of explosions. Like I said, the plot runs a little dull at times. Uh, Dolph, yeah, his acting is his acting, but um, I'm going with the 3.5. I I had a good time. I mean, I don't know. It it got me. There were points where I wasn't taking notes, and I'd have to fucking jump back and be like, "Oh shit, I need to take fucking plot on this thing." But yeah, I went with 3.5. Uh, you know, might be biased because it's my own pick here, but. God damn it, it deserves it. <laughs> That's what I think. All right, guys. Uh, Dark Angel, a.k.a. I Come in Peace, would have an average rating from the four of us of a 3.125. Uh, this would end up at number 34 on the big list. It would be right below Masterminds at 33. Right above Ravenous at 35. Above Ravenous? Yeah, I think some people might have mm-hmm. an issue with that. One, ab- one above Man. Ravenous. <laughs> well, and then as far as letterbox scores go, Dan was our big winner with a 2.5. And then uh, keeping up the trend of the guest doing <laughs> at least as well or better than me. <laughs> Uh, Kron, Chris, and myself, 2.0. So, good show there, Chris. No, thank you, thank you, thank you. I mean, Dan called it when he revealed this pick. You know, this is, this immediately is a 3.5. Action sci-fi, I mean, you just know you start from a 3.5 for me, so. Oh, I watched it and I was like, Bones is loving this. (laughs) And it makes my heart happy. (laughs) <laughs> after the emotional wreck I was after Banshees, man, I just, I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, they needed something, yeah. something light, lots of explosions, some boobies here and there. Language I understood. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, shit, Dan, you want to, let's get out of here. Thank Chris for uh, his time. Yeah, Chris, thanks for coming on. Uh, once again, please uh, promote whatever you'd like. Tell the All listeners right. where they can find you once again. All right. Well, again, thanks, gentlemen, for having me on. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, anybody can find me, the Movie Psycho Podcast, on any podcasting service. I've also got Instagram, at the Movie Psycho, Twitter, at Psycho Movie, and a website, themoviepsycho.com. Thank you so much, And hopefully man. I did well enough. Maybe I'll come back on. Maybe I'll get invited on. Oh. You fit, you fit in beautifully, man. Well, thank yeah, you. Like, if you think of anything, let us know. We're always open to uh, category ideas and shit like that. If there's yeah. something, a genre or any types of film that you're super fucking into, that's your absolute favorite, let us know, man. We could try to fit it in and go from there. Yeah, yeah. I'll get you on my show sometime. <laughs> I don't yeah, plan that like, far ahead, so it might be a little, a little tough. <laughs> Picking There's a new movie coming out that y'all want to talk about. Let me know and I'll have you on. Uh, you want to talk plane? 
I don't think these other two are, are keen <laughs> on covering Plain Man, but that's coming out soon. I might, I might take you up on that. Okay, one. <laughs> that looks like a good schlocky movie. Oh fuck does yeah! It, does it have a release date yet? Oh, I can't remember from the trailer. Yeah, you you know Gerard Butler is demanding that that shit opens up against Avatar too. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> It'll probably win. <laughs> But folks, that was Dark Angel from 1990. It is available on Tubi. Go watch it. Uh, rate and review the show for us. Helps us out. Um, Discord. Check. Do, join the Discord. Check out Chris here at the Movie Psycho. Like I said, I tune in every week with his show. Um, but other than that, there's nothing much to say but crash and burn. Crash and burn. Crash and burn. Crash and burn? Am I allowed to say that? Absolutely. You're required. Okay. I'm not sure if I'm cool enough. We can't end the show if you don't say it. So. Oh, yeah, so I could have sat here for hours. Oh, we would just stare at you. <laughs> Damn, I missed my chance. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Welcome back, everybody, to the Five Day Rentals podcast. Uh, that was a great time having Chris from the Movie Psycho in the video store talking Dark Angel. It's kind of cool that as soon as he came in, he forgot about his family. <laughs> you know, like he, he, he got out of the car and walked up here in a fucking tizzy. But I think once he got the vibe, he was like, "That's pretty, it's pretty chill." He talked to it's big a tragedy, but. I think we helped him out. He talked a big game up front, but yeah, he, he was just ready to get in here and chop it up about Dark Angel. It would be nice for you guys to maybe say like, once he saw Bones' muscles and stuff, and like, you know, but that's fine. It probably could have been the gun on Kron's hip mm -hmm. that chilled him out too. Well, you're that's all true. gaunt now from the heroin, so. But my muscles pop. <laughs> that's true. I'm. What what little I'm going muscle? For that Iggy, I'm going for that Iggy Pop later in life look. Uh, just old, live forever. Old piece yeah. of leather. Sand. Old piece, old of, piece leather. of leather. Yeah. All right, guys. It's time for Kron to pick a movie for this category. Uh, Dan, what is this category? You said that this category is invasions. Oh yeah, it is. And I got to tell you guys. I did quite a bit of research on this category. I like that. But ringing in the back of my head was Dan said, possession counts. That's all I could keep thinking about. I don't know if you guys hear that, but it sounds like cannon fire to me. I hope you've got your V8 juice ready because guys... We're watching one of the best possession movies of all time. It's Ninja 3, The Domination. 
a young woman a... gets possessed by the spirit of a samurai warrior. Not a samurai, a ninja. And uh, hijinks ensue from there. I have researched this, but I have never seen it. It's going to be a good time, Dan. Uh, I don't know if this is available anywhere, but hey, I'll let you guys borrow my personal copy. <laughs> let me look this bad boy up. Uh, this is... it's, on, it's on Prime. Oh, okay. There you go. It's on Prime. Watch it there. In SD. Oh, yeah. I've got an HD copy if anyone's interested. <laughs> yeah, you can throw it up. This is directed by Sam Fistenberg, a mainstay of the <laughs> canon crop. Chrono, is there anything you were super close besides Ninja 3? I don't know. I was looking at a lot of canon stuff, just being like, what of this can fit? <laughs> um, but I don't know. I looked at like actual invasions. I looked at alien stuff, but I don't know, man. It this one just kept like kind of popping up to the front of the list. So, oh, Dan, I do want to point out very specifically for this movie, there is zero need to watch Ninja One and Two. <laughs> it is completely unnecessary. Thank you. This is a movie that uh, got Ninja 3 slapped on it to get a few more eyeballs in the theaters. So, has, I think, literally nothing to do with Ninja 1 and 2. Hell yeah. Well, I'm excited. Yeah, I I don't remember which category, but I did look at this movie a few times for one of them. I can't remember which one it was, though. High octane pulse pounding thrill light. Thrill ride. What did I say? Thrill light. Mm-hmm. Thrill light. Yeah, we've been going for two and a half hours. Give me a break. Round kick. We're on good time right now. Bones, I do think you've seen this movie before. Oh, absolutely. Good. I threw this. I um. I have a bad habit of, like, my wife will have people over. And you know that thing where there's like always one or two couples that are staying a little too long and you're not trying to be rude, but we've already played a card game and we're down to like the last few beers and shit. I will throw on a canon movie usually as a, well, let's see how fucking committed you are. And the last time we watched, or I watched this was in one of those scenarios. I think we got about halfway. One couple stayed and watched the entirety of Masters of the Universe with me. So that guy earned some mad points. <laughs> you going to have him uh, come on as a guest? Maybe. All right. I, uh, I shared a beer with my neighbor on Friday. Uh-oh. We had some good go? we had some good chats. He was asking me about Barbarian and um, the Northman. And it was very tempting to be like, hey, the Northman. I got two hours of rambling about the Northman you could enjoy. He'd never talk to you again, dude. (laughs) Yeah. The wife has a person, a teacher at school that is listening. (laughs) 
And I'm like, caution. And she's <laughs> like, why? I said, I say a lot of shit on there. I was like, I don't know his political beliefs or, you know, religious beliefs or anything like that, but I say some shit. So, <laughs> but if you're listening, uh, thanks, sir. Oh, uh, crossover. It's available. But a winner was announced. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations Jeez. from Nerds Geeks in the Kitchen Sink, DK. DK! Donkey think, Kong. Uh, Donkey Kong. Uh, Motherfucker. I will say this. I am the only person who truly knows the results but I'm hoping that people trust my um, uh, neutrality in the situation. Uh, DK won this from day one. Uh, this was uh, substantial. There was an investigation into some possible Russian hacking. Uh, a congressional hearing found that that was uh, that everything was uh, up to par. I just um, hate that you found. That P tape I made. <laughs> hey, listen. Here's the deal. You were you were subpoenaed, right? I know, and that's what you sent. So to say that we found the P tape. Well, I mean, is it really that great, Cron? No, or is that it's the only I, way you objectively. Can get it's bad. It's bad. It's, How do you know? I had to watch it. I'm talking about the experience. I'm not talking about watch. watching it and getting peed on is two different things. I'm asking Kron what it's like to be peed on. Yeah. Well, it's it's me peeing on me, so. <laughs> <laughs> Just and like we're wondering, and we oh, wonder fuck. why the crossover didn't get as much traffic as we thought. And it's got our fucking P-tape shenanigans stank on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the these, two the these, two will always be tied together now. These these actual fucking podcasters with like actual insight who have good shows, good content, gave us their time to play for charity, but there's no way to wash the five day riddles stank off of it. So <laughs> five day riddles piss stain yeah. off. Yeah. So with that, a big thank you to everybody that participated in that. Um so donation has been made. Um, I would like to do another one. Kron said that we'll do another one in a few years. Yeah, twenty twenty four. I say twenty twenty three. I have. It's almost twenty twenty three. I think I have a pretty good end, idea. End of twenty twenty three. I think we'll have a tough time getting people or limiting the people. I think within the circles, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to want to be involved in the next one so well if you're on the first one you got an invite we'll think about the other ones okay yeah i think (laughs) think that's fair we'll be picking our top 2000 movies of the 2000s (laughs) i wouldn't be bad karan it's too many i think i think we should do the 40s (laughs) i think i think podbean limits the length of the podcast we can upload no, I can set that two thousand two thousand picks. Impossible. Two thousand picks for t- the years for the 
for the 2000 decade. Yeah. How many is that per person? Well, I guess it depends on how many you get. 200 people. Yeah. Or 200 it's picks. Two, 200 Christ. picks if we had 10 people. No. So yeah, we'll, just, we'll get 200 people and do 10 picks. Mm-hmm. We did seven, almost seven hours for nine people. My idea, I think, has a little, I think can go faster. But I think it's a two-parter. I know we did a five-parter, but I think you just do two big chunks. I think there's a component of it where there's a drafting element, and then there's a you go away, and you craft, and then you come back, and you present. Now, how to work that into a format. Is palatable for the listener. I don't know, but I was going to say, is there any way to do just podcast picks? But I guess if you, George is his only person. So yeah. And George wins. <laughs> George, he literally does the best movie every week. So he like, literally does the best and, horror movie and, ever made and every we, week. Yeah. And we don't even do the best or the worst like we're in such a bland zone we do the vagrant and they're like what the fuck is that yeah i think that has what four downloads as of today there's more than that okay it's not very high but it's i'm glad that we we like started to get some traction with apocalypto and we were like nah we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna stick to what brought us here well you gotta you gotta pepper those in every once in a while You, you know we're not trying to do prestige pictures every week. Yeah, you can't do P-tape material over a apocalypto every week. Even though it's been proven that two-day rentals have the most downloads. Hey, we're so, sticking yeah. to what we know. People want to talk about Corey. They don't want to fucking talk about Bill Paxton and Bill Pullman. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Speaking of getting places, let's get out of here. Thank you, Kron. All right, guys. uh, Next week, Ninja 3, The Domination. Until then, Cybercrist lives. Cybercrist lives. Can't be a stud if you don't eat your grub.